This is a HeadGum Podcast. Shout out to Claritin for sponsoring this episode and providing us with samples. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but if you are, allergies can wreck almost anything when they're happening. I have allergies all the time in like the spring, you know, whenever there's allergies around and I use this, you should also use it too. It's as simple as that. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and, that's right, and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, and an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. All of those things I just said, it's like a cocktail for the worst thing you can imagine, but not being able to breathe or that I'll get that thing where I go to sleep and then I wake up and I can breathe through one side of my face, but not the other. It's one of the worst feelings. And then when you blow your nose, you just can't because it feels like something's going to explode in there. That's where Claritin D is going to come in and help. So if you are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything, the podcast that got everything it wanted for Christmas <laughs> and is so thankful for it. And, it, was, it was but, fun. but as far as Hanukkah went, we didn't get anything we wanted. Not a thing. Not one goddamn thing. Come People on, don't Mom. get things they want for Hanukkah. They, they it's don't. not a good holiday. It's not a good holiday. Hanukkah's Wait. a trash holiday. Whoa, are you, whoa, are you, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> are you Jewish? 100%. Bar mitzvah and everything. Yeah. You, you, another layer to the onion. You find it out every day. That's if you right. look back, it's still sweet. Nominated for an Emmy. <laughs> Gym every day. I heard about all 100% this. 100% yeah, yeah. Jewish. I see you army day. crawl into the gym sometimes. I do that. I do that. I right. army crawl from the television academy and of arts and sciences <laughs> to <laughs> the gym on a regular basis. I mean. And that's when I'm not at shul. <laughs> Throwing out a word I haven't heard in like a decade. Shul. Uh, there is no Dana, only shul. Something like that. I don't know. Ghostbusters reference. Ghostbusters. I've never seen it. Yeah. You've never seen Ghostbusters? I was just kidding. I've seen it. Oh, okay. Jeez. Wow. Wouldn't that be crazy? What if you saw like the all lady Ghostbusters, but not the actual Ghostbusters? You mean that Leslie Jones movie? Yeah. I love that shit. That middling Leslie Jones movie from about a year and a half ago? Yeah, that was good. When it cost $150 million when it needed to cost like 50? How did it cost so much money? Why did it? All the ectoplasm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much green CGI. They insisted on real ectoplasm, which is That's very expensive. Yeah. You got to mine that shit in from Jamaica. You do. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Here. Well, I mean, what <laughs> with the sanctions? You can't even get ectoplasm into the states. No, not, not for cheap. No, I got it for the low though. Hit me up. Dave's got an ectoplasm on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we are joined today. We are joined today uh, by Allison Herman. Hello, hey. writer, writer uh, extraordinaire, uh, right now with the Ringer. 
Yes. The, the website www.theringer.com. World fine Wide publication. Web. A fine publication. What, what, what would, what's your appropriate title? You're uh, all things pop culture, but mostly television and mostly movies, television. Right? So yeah. my official title is staff writer. Yeah. Uh, de facto, I'm kind of the TV person, which yes. basically means I am the keeper of various email addresses <laughs> and <laughs> the permanent watcher of many hours of things. Yes, okay. and you write about stand up, which like, occasionally, oh, for yeah, the ringer. yeah, every now and then, which I love, and I really, I for really for reasons that we'll probably talk about in this draft. I think but, we probably will. It'll oh come yeah. Up. But I'm a, I'm such a big fan of your work. I would encourage all our listeners to go and check it out. Thank you very much. I, I don't want to. We won't get into details, but I loved your end of the year TV list and everything. Uh, and I plan on using that to strategize against you <laughs> during this draft. You know, steal all the pants during this draft. I'm gonna take the, your your top five. I'm just gonna draft in this very real competition. In, in this very, you want to beat me with real world <laughs> consequences. <laughs> David, uh, under his breath, goes, Ian had a plan. Yeah, he came up with a plan. And I'm still not going to have a good draft. Yeah, I feel strange. I feel good. I feel Sometimes strong. I feel like a real dummy when I'm like, oh, man, I don't know anything that happened yeah. this year. What yeah, the fuck I, I know what you mean. No one knows anything that happened this year. What was Too I much doing happened. All year? It, it was, was so loud. It this was, was loud the loudest year, year ever, man. This was a loud year. God damn, it was loud. I assume we're all going to pick various late, late show sketches that I wrote. So yeah, 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 I appreciate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Just to, David, uh, getting, David getting that camouflage luggage was going to be, that's my six, man. That's understandable. That's that was a, a highlight of the year. You might have just blown David's pick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At A Herman 2006 mm-hmm. on Twitter. My AIM username, reappropriated as my Twitter. Rest in Twitter peace. handle. Mm-hmm. Rest, rest in, in peace. peace aim. Rest in, in paradise. Rest in paradise. Two, rest in rest power. In power. Rest in uh-huh. power. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's the best one. That's. <laughs> <laughs> rest in, I think unless you're in a sarcophagus, nobody should say rest in power about you. I don't understand what it means. <laughs> I don't know. Sarcophagus. What does I that just mean? don't. Like, it's, be a it's strong like the ghost. social justice one. It is the it's social justice. It's like, right. I liked your opinions. Rest in power. Rest in power. May they echo through eternity. Oh, that, that makes Or sense. are you Vladimir Lenin encased in glass? Still <laughs> sort of. A... <laughs> that seems like something people would say if they've been in prison for a while. Like, yeah, they get oh, out of prison yeah, and they're like, hey, rest in power, dude. That is definitely written on the bottom of like a Polaroid. <laughs> for sure. Of a dude posing in a blue jumpsuit. In a blue jumpsuit yeah. next to a bench press. Yeah, yeah it's just R.I. R- With power. an inmate number. Right, yeah, on the... <laughs> 24601. Aryan Dan or whatever. <laughs> hey, man, come to Chili's. Bovice just got out. He's got this new phrase that he's working on. He didn't understand how to properly do a clean and jerk, and he killed himself out the I yard. hate that so much. Did you read that Monster Cody the Scott over- book? Yes. Oh, my God. Go to prison. We could just say understand. I just Is got to see Marissa adjust me? the levels real quick. I'm that was sorry. funny. Just- Allison, do you know about this? There's like a prison. What is it, a prison thing? It's a. It's like a... Like a when you find religion in prison, kind of, they don't like to say things like understand because it feels like it's beneath you to say you're under yeah. something. So they say overstand. It's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous because it doesn't make so, any goddamn sense. So I don't understand you. So hard to read Monster Cody's That's book. That's also like <laughs> weirdly new agey. Like I just yeah. feel like what's it's the word. You don't need yeah. to like. It's, okay. pr- it's prison's prison version is... of conscious uncoupling. Yes, that's yeah. what I was thinking uh, of. Prison like, is just call it what agey. it is. Yeah. They're making they're making Frito burritos using pressure and like plum wine. Oh or yeah, they make yeah. those, uh, those. You put those the tom- pickle juice in there. Tamales. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. The the or it's like the kind of thing that you say at a really like hippie rich preschool. Like we don't like to mm-hmm. call them students. Yeah, or pupils. Yeah. <laughs> really, like they're teaching us. Our uh, our fellow faculty, our our four year old faculty, <laughs> our interns. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> we oh we should take this opportunity to say oh for, also we're joined by uh, not just Allison Herman but of course David Bory is in the hey, house today. Hey, hey, the G is silent always on Twitter at uh, Cool Guy Jokes eighty seven on Instagram. Yes, yes. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. I posted a I posted a video on Instagram of Sean nunchucking last night. I saw that shit. A lot of views. <laughs> Sean Jordan is a nunchuck master. It's crazy because at first he starts and you're like, oh, he's doing the nunchucks again. But then when he gets into it, you're like, whoa, he yeah. is. Really good at yeah, it. I'm good at it. I want to get. <laughs> I want to. How applicable is that to a fight? Is what I. First like, of all, since you're throwing all these big words at me and I don't know what they mean, <laughs> so I'm going to take them as disrespect. I don't like the dichotomy of this prison cell. Watch your mouth and help me with the sale. <laughs> <laughs> like. Revere. I don't. What, is it good in a fight? Answer that's, the question. Yeah, no, answer my, no. no, they're not. <laughs> oh, okay. They're terrible in a fight. You can't do shit with nunchucks. Really? No. Yeah, I mean, they're just flashy, they're meant to look cool. Yeah. Can't do shit with him. I always, it seems like it would be a good, like, bonk somebody I over the head. I rewatched Pop Star last night, which yeah. is not from this year, but there is a great visual gag that involves Andy Samberg using oh, nunchucks yeah. uh-huh. as the ultimate signifier of, like, some stupid bullshit Justin Bieber would do in a music video. <laughs> it's, that movie's funny. <laughs> it I is like good, it. yeah. It's so good. And it was yeah. also, like, I saw it in theaters for the first time, and it's definitely, it plays better when you're just, like, on HBO and trying to come down from Star Wars. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe sense. a little bit stoned sitting at home. Shout out to Chris yeah, Red. That was, that was the mindset. Shout out to Chris Red. Yeah, he was so funny in that. Mm -hmm. And I think he's been pretty good on SNL this year, too. And it's funny because I appreciated the the acting better because when you see him on SNL, a lot of times there he's kind of the quiet street dude because he's a new guy. Yeah, Yeah, it's like the background player in sketch. And that character is so over the top. So over the He's over. His comedy's over the top. And when he finally gets to unleash it, it's going to be big. He left a bottle of Remy Martin in my freezer like it wasn't a big deal. (laughs) That's a good deal. That's I was like, deal. whoa, he's like, I got to get out of here. I just left that for you. I was like, this is what rappers drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Christopher. He knew. And he you like, had his eyes on the prize. Yeah. You like rap, don't you? I dabble. I dabble. <laughs> I dabble in fandom. <laughs> Melissa Villasenor, I wish would start getting more shine on there. She's so she's red. Melissa is amazing. Yeah. She's I so funny and talented. The current cast kind of has the most potential that I've seen in recent memory. For quite yes, some time. They have a good they're like a good rookie in second year. I class. really like Heidi Gardner. Yeah. I really like yeah. how Alex Alex Moffat and Mikey Day have kind of blended in. Yes. It feels like they've had a lot of people who are sort of like I think some stand ups like Leslie Jones and Pete Davidson are great on the show, but they're not team players. They they're just not, kind of they're themselves. Put them on a weekend update and they're the old right. Chris yeah. Rock problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Chris Rock problem. <laughs> Pete Davidson, do you see kind of big Hillary? Clinton tattoo? That's hilarious. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> you got a big tattoo of like 1990s Hillary Clinton. That feels Where? like Cassie David's influence. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. It's <laughs> Wait, what is he dating? Yeah. Wait, oh really? Or I hope they're still dating. That's like my favorite couple oh, right now. Oh, interesting. Pete Davidson, we were new faces together at Montreal. So that's my connection. Good company so you guys to got be real in. drunk together. Yeah, real and drunk. And ate some smoked meat in a hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had uh, that girl who was on he was dating that girl who would be on Girl Code. At the time, and she was just up there hanging out, and she was getting more industry heat than like a lot of the comedians. <laughs> that is a bummer. What was her name? I know. God, what was her name? Anyway, uh, <laughs> shout out to Girl Code. <laughs> and guy, the podcast, code. Girl and code. guy Code. Yeah. Put a lot of comedians on. Uh, Sean Jordan. What's happening? At Sean S. Jordan on Twitter. Playboy. Uh, 
uh, Sean Cougar Melon Jordan on Instagram. <laughs> I have seen so many people ripping off your Instagram here. I have seen That's it a right. lot too. Yeah. I love it. That's I do right. too. Spread the you know, spread the love. It's fun. Yeah, Dave Cougar Melon Brubeck and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it never flows <laughs> as good Brubeck. as yours does. <laughs> yeah, Sean Cougar Melon Jordan flows the best. I'm, you know, I'm happy that you guys said that. I appreciate. It. How are How are you doing? What's What's the doing latest? great? We were at a house party. Y'all went party to Malloy's house party <laughs> birthday party last night. Enemy <laughs> of the podcast. Fake birthday. Fake birthday. <laughs> I hate him. Never to return to this podcast. <laughs> introduced me as an Emmy losing comedian last night on stage. <laughs> I didn't need that. So I didn't need that much. <laughs> oh my god, that was ridiculous. This took my legs out right from under me. Oh, what right a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, we went to Malloy's house party last night, and it was it was fun. It was very crowded. We were in the corner for a minute. Yeah, yeah. We just had the kitchen spot, like the old guys at the, at the party. Right, like, right. Yeah, right, we're right. in college. You guys are in high school. We'll be in the kitchen by the keg. <laughs> yeah, hey. making sure nobody gets beers they're not going to drink. And they're talking about Yola Tango and shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Mike Malloy, you goon. Yeah. It'll yeah, be his like birthday that. by the time this comes out, right? It will be, yeah. Yeah, happy it'll, birthday. It'll, it'll pass, the fucking he's, goon. He's and either I'll, 47 or 21. One of the two it. things is happening. A <laughs> friend from Boston who, like, swear he hates when we call him a goon, but then he he's does. got all these stories about, like, gooning. We I made a kid sit in a night. puddle one night, he yeah. said. Yeah. You know, he it looks like a goon and acts like a goon. It's a goon. It's a goon. Yeah, yep. or just a regular dude from Boston, and we're just very sheltered <laughs> here on the West Coast. That might be it. That might be it. It's cold winters out there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what, what else? Oh, I want to thank IndieWire. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah! Cool. For naming the our uh, one of our podcast or the our build a sandwich episode one of the top fifty podcasts of the year. Yeah, number thirty two. So cool, Magic Johnson. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal. All right, storied history. Good company. Howard Halls. <laughs> Absolutely. Howard Halls were walking. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for that. We really appreciate that, Indy. Why we didn't know anyone other than the AFE fans were listening. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought maybe... <laughs> I thought it was just the people who tweeted us. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. And then like our moms. Shout out to you. Shout out to Saint Sue Carmel. Saint Sue Carmel. Uh, gotcha, and shout Dad. out to super producer Marissa. Marissa. Yeah. I'm dabbing. You guys can't see it because you're listening. But why I did you just start dabbing this? Week? <laughs> I hate it. I've seen him do it like four it times. You so hard last night. So much, and I hate it. It just was bugging everyone so hard that I was I dabbed thirty times last night. Just it's so, so irritating. They're really, doing it right now. Cool people don't look cool dabbing. I think it's, troll dabbing is a more common occurrence so than actual dabbing. It is now. At this people point, just right? dab to piss other people off. Yeah, this is they know they shouldn't be doing it. But I don't think he's troll dabbing. I think he's dab dabbing. No, this is like how we started saying bro is a joke. And now his bro is like solidly in his lexicon. And Dank, too. That's and how Dank, Dank got in there. By the way, I approve fully of bro. I'm yeah. on record to say I am pro bro. I will stop dabbing. I don't. Please right stop now. dabbing. I'll stop it right now. Please stop dabbing. Switch it to the Millie Rock. Oh, start Millie I can't Rock. Do the, can I do the Bernie still? No, that's done. <laughs> What's the Bernie? This one. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> David's doing it. No stanky leg, no Bernie. No whip nay nay. No a, whip nay I had a stanky leg contest with some dude in a bar in Atlanta and yeah, I lost. Did. Yeah, you did. Of course. <laughs> did you Atlanta, think that you like were going to win? That's the wrong place to do it. Boy, did I lose. You, that was an away game for you, my what friend. Did you, yeah, what did you think was going to happen? I would have had a better Atlanta. chance at like beating Lawrence Taylor in a tackle contest than <laughs> yeah, I did. Who brought up the contest? Was it you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're talking eight, eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. a different boy. <laughs> it might have been 07, 09. You go for it, and I respect that. No more dabs. Yeah, no more dabs. No, no more dab. No more dabs in L.A. <laughs> Please, done. Today we are drafting. We have we have congregated here in the Headgum Studios in scenic downtown Los Angeles, oh. right here in the Arts District. <laughs> yep. You know, 
Damn right. Just a little bit east of downtown. Just a beautiful, just a, beautiful vistas of the uh, the, sky, the skyscrapers. You can loom over the city of dreams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, walk through Skid Row to get here. It's also the Skid Row. We're surrounded by Skid Row. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> not the not the smartest choice I've made. No, in we my are, days, we but. are surrounded by a homeless community that is larger than most of the cities in Iowa. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. In addition and as to the same the, number hey, of senators. You walked here? Uh, yeah, I took the metro, one of oh. one of the four people in Los Angeles. I have taken the subway. That's and right. Did you get off the time? There. Did you get off at Little Tokyo? Uh, no, I got off at Pershing Square and walked from there. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's not too, not too far, though. It's an underrated subway system. I'm just going to say I've it. I've never set foot on it. I love it. There's some good views. Oh. Yeah, if you're I'm, above I ground, live, yeah, I live and you can get Park. from here to Santa Monica in like 40 minutes. That I like. Yeah, that's it's dope. It's quicker than a car, from what I hear. That we mm-hmm. might have to get into in, when the summertime rolls back around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm. You with guys it. can record a live episode from the beach. Oh. Ooh, don't put don't put that past us. We're Beach Boys. It would just be honest the, proposal. Yeah, the whole episode would just be the sound of a baseball hitting a glove like yeah. 50 times because we'd be playing catch. <laughs> no talking. Some rhythmic waves. Rubbing on soothing sunscreen. white noise. Pulverized by waves. <laughs> I just love to go. I love to like stand in the ocean and just get the shit beat out of me by waves. I don't understand it. You just want to face the power. I just yeah. want. I do. You want to like, feel it. Come at me, Poseidon. I really do feel like that. Like it's not the best. I'm like Lieutenant Dan. I was just gonna say you and Lieutenant Jason Dan Momoa. Yeah, Momoa. flies out of the sea. <laughs> Momoa just being problematic in about four feet of water. Uh, we've gathered here today to draft our favorite pop culture from the calendar year 2017. I'm very, I'm very excited to do it. Allison, you joined us for this same podcast last year. I did. Yeah, for the 2016 one, we had a great time. So we thought, so we're so happy to have you back here. You know, it's it been tw- it took 20 plus minutes just to get to this point. Yes. So I think we're on track to exceed last year's runtime, which I, yeah, I did I not think was possible. I think it's I told you, I was like, this one show. won't be as long. <laughs> I'm not optimistic. Be. Yeah. Uh, so we should let's 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 take our first bite of the apple. Uh, jump right into it now to determine the order of the draft. <laughs> We do that with a rollicking game of rock, paper, scissors uh-huh. played between the three of you. Uh-huh. Uh, you go on shoot, and uh, we'll do that right now. So here we okay. go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, God damn it. You I, threw scissors and we first, still and you lost. still won. You still we, won. We've oh, done won? this twice you still won. now. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I won. It's All a right. rare, David almost wins. David Jesus. probably wins 90% I'm of them somehow. very good at it. And you well, beat also, David. the listeners can't don't have to know, so you could oh, just be arbitrarily lie. calling all the shots. Sometimes Marissa gifts them, so we have, okay. there is some accountability. <laughs> There's some photo evidence. There I, is, I okay. watched you throw scissors, and I was still like, paper. Paper. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I well, thank this. you. Now, thank you for throwing that. What, what? You have to determine the order of the draft. I will remind you, it is a uh, serpentine draft. And what yeah. does that mean, So it, it just goes one direction and then the other, the opposite direction. So that's, people go twice in a row. That's 100% right. Man, yeah. really I've learned so shot. much in a year on the Anacolis website, you guys. You fucking knew it. <laughs> no one's ever known it. No one has ever known it. She just straight to the point. Man, she swept the leg. She swept the leg. I had, one, I had one ready Guys, to go too, but we don't need it. A well, year you- ago, I could not name five professional athletes. Yeah. And now I know how fantasy drafts work. There it is. I'm Steep so it, proud of myself. Steep it in that ringer tee. Um, why don't we just keep it intuitive and just go uh, me. I'm like a horseshoe. Yes. Alex and Sean, David. You, and Sean then Ian. it's just a easy way Hell to remember. Yeah. So we don't have to alternate or some shit. Beautiful. Okay. Yep. So does that mean I go first? That means you go first. Okay. So with the first pick in the 2017 
pop culture, all fantasy, everything draft, Allison Herman. So uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, last year I started things off on a downer note by picking death. Yes, that's and right. And in the same tradition, and as the <laughs> only woman on this podcast, oh, yeah. I think I am obligated to pick sexual harassment yes. and Me Too and all the Harvey Weinstein bullshit. There's no way that wasn't going first. As I mean, my number one. Yeah. I think that was kind of the biggest event in pop culture, not least because it puts the closest link between pop culture and politics because yeah. our president is also a sexual harasser. Everything is so, political now. Yeah. Yes. yeah. They, everything is like electrified. Yeah, that was by far the biggest pop culture story of the year. Yeah. It just kept so, going. It, and it's still going. It keeps going. We are in a holiday lull, but I am betting January 2nd, there's a big oh, another yeah. big news oh, yeah, coming. Sure. There are so many dudes in this city just shaking in their boots like, damn it. I don't feel that. bad yeah. about that. No, no. fuck no. It's <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, it's cool so, when bad guys lose. I mean, lose. like the short list is Weinstein, Ratner, Louis C.K., yeah. like Dustin Hoffman. Oh yeah, yeah. With which the like keeps getting worse. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Um, the Hamburglar. The Hamburglar. And I think it's really interesting because it's really shed light. There was a great article in New York Magazine that everyone should read by Rebecca Traister. And I don't remember this is actually the headline, but the thesis of the piece is this is not about sex. It's about work. Yeah. And just about like the real consequence of this is how it has affected people's professional lives. Like all the people in these stories who were like, and then I left the industry because what was I going to do? Stand up to Harvey Weinstein. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, did you guys read Salma Hayek's op-ed? Yes. Yeah. So like her, she says right off the bat, you know, he obviously creeped on me, but like he didn't rape me. He didn't sexually assault me. He didn't grope me, but he fucked with my movie. Like I was trying to make my statement. Tried to get uh, Frida Kahlo to not have a unibrow. Yeah, because that, he that was a sexy. dubious historically. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> but, you know, forces a sex scene into the movie, yeah. you know, all these acts, yeah, like Mira Sorvino. Yeah, she didn't win an Oscar, did she, for Mighty Aphrodite? Wait. I don't remember the Oscar, but I remember, like, the most recent thing I heard from her was, like, someone wanted to cast her in Bad Santa and Harvey Weinstein put the kibosh on yeah. it. And just, I think people are starting to understand this as, like, about frustrated opportunities yeah. and power dynamics in a way that I think, like, probably the most recent example of us having a national conversation about sexual assault was the college stuff. And yeah. when you're in college, you don't have, like, a professional life. So it just became about, like, boys and girls interacting. And then this is sort of like, well, no, this just affects women's existence in ways For beyond sure. just, just, like, period. physical safety. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought I had to go first. I know that's a downer. Not a downer. Um, no, no, it's not. I mean, yes, it is a downer. That it is, it is a downer. A downer. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's the whole, like, it's always been happening, but now we're talking about it, and now we are successfully removing people from the paint because sure. of it. Yeah. Which and is Removing promising. people from the paint. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. just a really white way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about... Get out of the paint. Sorry, guys. All these people, too, where, like, they, where these, there'd be these rumors persisting about them forever, and you'd be like, when is something going to happen? Like... And then, it, like, these consequences, like, with Louis C.K. Well, and it's, Louis yeah. C.K. was especially about, yeah. bizarre because, like, everyone knew to the point where people were, like, openly asking about it and being asked about it in interviews. Yeah. yeah. I thought was really crazy. But then, like, you know, I've sort of realized something like Kevin Spacey, I think, was common knowledge for also, a very limited number of people. Also pretty open, yeah. But, like, 
America, like middle America does not know that. They had no and, idea. Yeah. Right. So like, I How think Louis C.K. was an entirely different level of like, if you even casually followed entertainment, like. You heard those rumors. I thought the craziest details of that story was that the lead of the New York Times story was the contents of the Gawker blind item from 2012. I remember that. I remember when that popped up for the first time and I was like, yeah, so it's just pr- essentially the exact same thing. And the blind item was also not shy about who it was actually about. No, they were like, you just had to look like they were like it's a two-person like female musical group and you know garfunkel and oats weren't at aspen that year yeah, yeah so it yeah. wouldn't have taken that, it wouldn't have taken like that much work to figure out who and it was and it was like he is a really acclaimed sitcom based on his life right. that everyone's obsessed with French and New he's Wave an acclaimed st- stand up and yeah. it was like oh but there was a five-year gap between like people being willing to put yeah. their names on it yeah that was really wild because it's Terrifying. If well, like, yeah, you have Dave Becky out there, like, put, like, jeez. Now we're getting into man. We're really, <laughs> I know. Let's, no, let's do it. All right, let's fucking out there. Like, no putting, one is not implicated in this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I, the pressure, yeah. just putting pressure on people, and like, you know, like Louis C.K. himself, like emailing, you know, when somebody would like pop off about it, like he, like, what oh, do you yeah. like? Remember, he like emailed the somebody, thing. and then the Kirkman thing, and Megan Keister, like all kinds. Megan Keister was on the red yeah. carpet at Montreal like two, three years ago. Yeah, Talking about wasn't it even that long. Yeah, and that was weird because like it was before the time story broke, but she published that whole thing about like this is what happened when I tried to report on it, and yeah. it's basically a way of reporting the allegations without reporting the 100%. allegations. Yeah. They were just completely out in the world. It's just fuck. It's a. It, it, I mean, I felt like I mean, God, it, just to talk about my personal, like when those rumors popped up, felt like powerless because it's like I believe this is probably true. But like, what the fuck do what do I do? You know, yeah. Other yeah. than like, t- like tell other people about it, and then not like work with Louis C.K. But other well, than that, like, and when I wrote about it, like yeah. I wrote, I wrote, it, I thought he had an hour long special this year. I thought it was fucking great. Yeah. I wrote a really nice review of it. And when I was writing, like the way I rationalized it to myself was sort of like, well, these allegations don't actually have names on them yet, and that's kind of the difference to me. And I, as such, I don't feel like I can really write about them yeah. the same way that I can write about like a specific hour of comedy. But, you know, being honest with myself, that's a rationalization. You know, I knew and I was still endorsing his work publicly. And so were a lot of critics who I think also believe and believed the women. Yes. Which is just a rough spot for everyone to be in. Super. Now there's names. There's other like big names in comedy where rumors are swirling right now. Oh, yeah. We can't talk about them on the podcast. But but it's like we will definitely talk about that. We can trade some rumors. Off mic. We will. And it's like, gee, well, what do you do about that? Like now you hear these rumors swirling again. It's like. I guess we'll just hopefully just when – if the people do come forward, just like stand behind them and then condemn it. But it's fucking – it's great. Sunshine is the best disinfectant. So I'm glad this stuff is finally – Is that a saying? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And now that we have solved sexism and sexual right. harassment – on you are the second pick, the expendable <laughs> sport. No. I, I, I believe in us. Well, the, the other thing, Shit. just to, to touch on it for one more second, like so this has come out now in like – it's come out in the world of celebrity for the most part, right? So it's like been actors. Have we had many musicians who have been yet? It's mostly so, been the like... guy from Brand New. I oh, think. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So some that. music, some comedy. I think politics is. I I really hope it pushes a little more in that direction and because. Sports. Oh, sports! I feel like sports sports were, like I've, you can't even make it worse than it already. I know. Is. And, and right exactly like with the NFL, like, it's like finally some good news. Yeah, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. Like, yeah. did you guys know that the NFL is the problem with women? Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Well, the the owner of the Carolina Panthers now is like a, a bunch of alleg like terrible allegations and stuff yeah. like that. The whole sports world. I mean, if that starts tumbling down, 
It has been, and like people just don't give a fuck. Like yeah. Jen Sturger with the whole Brett Favre thing, yeah. and then also being sexually harassed at ESPN and everything. That and story then, was so And then nothing crazy. happened, you know? Yeah. Well, and there's also this weird issue of like timing where someone like Woody Allen, where it's like, this is, we've already gone through all the arguments we're yeah. probably ever going to have about him. He has a movie coming out this award season. Like, you're, you're almost better yeah. off having that stuff have come out in the 90s or early 2000s. Yeah. When, well, when consequences just for whatever reason weren't – well, not for whatever reason, because of institutionalized sexism. <laughs> uh, you know, didn't – there were no consequences. Everyone's had the talk and now people are like, oh, it's kind of old news. Like you're better off being Woody Allen than you are being Dustin Hoffman where these horrible allegations came out forever ago. People talked about it and it's like – because is the shoe, other shoe ever going to drop for him or are people just going to keep like letting him do his thing? I mean, I feel like yeah. if you can be like publicly accused of child molestation and weather that, yeah. you've kind of done. And it's also like, okay, he gets to, he ha- has to stop making movies because people won't fund them at 80 whatever he is yeah. when yeah, he already has like 50 movies under right. his belt. Yeah. Like, you know, it would obviously be better than if the opposite happen or if he continues to make movies but that's not a super meaningful not much of change in his right. career it's the joe paterno situation yeah um yes so excellent this and mira sorvino did win an academy award for mighty aphrodite right. and then blacklisted after shout out to mira sorvino friend of the show Re- they should replace kevin spacey no, they should put. She should be the lead on transparent now that's what we'll do <laughs> <laughs> tambor out <laughs> Digitally add Mira Servino into the Larry Sanders show. Yep. Applesauce. All right. David Bory. <laughs> so, yeah. On the heels uh, of sexual harassment, which was absolutely the biggest pop culture thing. Yeah. 100%. It is time for your first pick. I don't want to lie. I think I'm getting the second biggest pop culture thing of 2017. All right. When I say Bodak Yellow. Bodak Yellow. Nice. I love Cardi B's Ascent. Yeah. I have been watching her since she was just. Doing Instagram stories. <laughs> a hoe never shit. gets cold is a fucking classic. <laughs> oh, yeah. And her shit would cut off, you remember? Mm-hmm. Like, she was so bad at using Instagram back in the day. Really? She would just be talking, like, in the middle of a heated point, and then the video would just stop. Because it ran out of time. <laughs> she ran out of time. And she then, was a and pioneer. Then, and they wouldn't, be, they wouldn't be, like, she wouldn't pick it up in the next video. It would just be some other shit. <laughs> but just, like, I just love the way that she, like... Man, a hustler's ambition. The way she, just to see her come from like on a bullshit TV show. <laughs> Loving hip hop is bullshit. And she was a bullshit part on it. Yeah. And just for her to finesse that to like being number one in the country and like, it's just like anything, it's the most American story to me. There's anything shades can of, to be clear, before I say this, I prefer Cardi B to the Kardashian family, but yeah. there are shades of the Kardashian story where, like, when I talk about this with my parents, my parents don't understand that, like, I almost take, like, Kim's success and Kim's come up as yeah. inherent proof of her ability and talent. 100%. And I feel yeah. like, yes. yeah, I feel like it's harder to explain that to older people, but it's like, it is so fucking impressive that just as Kim could go from a sex tape released against her consent to being, like, one of the most famous and rich people yes. in the world and come off really likable when uh-huh. Jennifer Lawrence talks to her on Kimmel. Right. And the same way, like, Cardi B, she can go from making Instagram videos and openly talking about stripping, and now she's the number one, you know, not even number one rapper. She was the number one in it's, the country. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's just a other thing. It's not a rap thing either, because it's like, I listen to her other rap, it's fine. Just, like, the way that she was able to do it is just, like... Ambition. I, yeah, yeah, ambition. And she's, like, and she did it keeping it real. She doesn't really lie. 
if you look at her and you listen to her, what she says, she's very straightforward about everything. Like, even within the raps, like, it's just like, man, I really... I really appreciate her. I would also refer listeners to my friend and former colleague, or my current friend, former colleague, Allison P. Davis, wrote the cover story about her for New York Magazine. Oh, yeah. It's a great yeah. profile. It's written from a place of love, but it is also very canny about how her celebrity and come up has worked, and it's just a great read. So yes, if sure. you love Cardi B, seek it out. She's so- also shout out to Marcella Arguello, who's oh, also yes. in that issue of The New Yorker. Is she uh, really? What's Marcella doing in there? She's just one of the top comics to watch or some shit. That's fucking dope. That she bitch. is, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have a friendship like that's not a <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen her it's, perform a few times here she's great okay you get it okay, yeah, 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 yeah. it's, it's hard to explain that in public David to... lives with Marcella and yeah. she is a cruel, oh, nice. she yeah, is a yeah. cruel pass on <laughs> my regards from some random she's never heard of I will do and she'll be like what the fuck are you talking about she's so right. mean this and is why we can't have like that shit She's so mean. We were we're friends. And then the other day on Twitter, she was just pulling my card. On, so I don't even remember exactly what it was. It's exhausting. But she was just roasting the fuck out of me on Twitter. It was like 9 a.m. It was early. Dude, she I really lives. Like, I told you I woke up the other day, like 9 o'clock in the morning. She was cleaning the living room, listening to Ghostface. And I was like, it's the morning. That's not morning music. No, not at all. For Marcella, it is, though. That's what she wakes up to. And I, I like Ghostface. She's, I like yeah. Ghostface, too. Sure. Not at 9 a.m. I'm just going to crisscross at 9 a.m. Yeah. I'm real sweet stuff. But yeah, <laughs> anyways, Bodak Yellow, the Cardi B experience. I love it. She just bought Offset, uh, Phantom. Great. Or a Wraith. She brought him a Wraith. A Wraith. That's the thing. We were talking about that. I didn't know like having one hit single in 2017 was enough money to buy a Wraith. So that's part of what the, the thing I, the article I talked about gets into yeah. is she makes so much money off of club appearances. Does she? So yeah. much money. That's what all these money. Instagram people are doing. Mm-hmm. We, just to go back to your like Kardashian thing, the fact that like they can like monetize the male gaze or whatever like is so, which is just rad. It's good. Get in where you fit I've in. Never yeah. hate, I've never hated Kim Kardashian. I'm like, she fucking took like a sex tape and then got so successful that her brother has a sock company. I get like that level of residual success is amazing to be to like be that talented and good at like taking this momentum and turning into something that real. All your that your entire family's rich team forever strong. because of it. I used Jeans to listen on Team Strong. Yes, I used to listen to Sexy Can I when I ran when I was really big into running. Yeah, because I heard of Ray J through Kim Kardashian. There that's it is. What you, you put Ray J on. That's what. Also, <laughs> that's fascinating. Also, wait, I discovered too? this the other day. I, I, I had no to idea who Ray J was. Does everyone? know or remember that Kim Kardashian was in a Tyler Perry movie? What? <laughs> oh, no. no. She was in the, the Temptation one. It's, oh, the Fighting yeah. Temptations? Yeah, or whatever the fuck it's called. She's like the fourth build person <laughs> in this dramatic movie. That's anyway, no, this was like, it was also her. really funny because it was 2011, so it was like immediately pre-Kanye, and yeah. you just forget how different her entire image was wow. before then. Now she's like the American royal family. It's and dope. I'm sorry if it disturbs you to hear that, but it's 100%. I'm 100% true. Yes, you. Yeah. <laughs> you, listener. Uh, yeah, Bodak Yellow, that song is just fucking. It's great. She nailed it. That's a the whole come up. And everybody supporting her to do it. Everybody being like, especially within like the hip hop community of people yeah. being like, let's make Cardi B number one. Like people rode for, ride for her so hard. And I just like really. Even really uh, what's her face? It, uh, Iggy Azalea. 
not Iggy Azalea. Azalea Banks. Azalea Banks, who was like hating on her. She yeah. hates there's, everybody. She hates everybody. Then there's video of her in the club just going off to Bodak Yellow. Because so it's, it's like, like pretty <laughs> undeniable. <laughs> it's, it's, it is in the club level. It's, it's in like, the club, and then it's teens on the bus. Yeah. And then it's just like your mom cooking dinner. It's everybody likes that but song. But it's, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I think I remember I've heard that dinner? song every time I've gotten in a lift for like the duration Four of 2017. real. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That is the, I'm in an Uber, it's Friday at like 10.45. And the Uber's like trying to play like party music to yeah. like get you in the mood. And you're like, I'm a loser. I'm going home at 8 yeah. p.m. on a Friday. You are a 74-year-old Armenian man. You don't need to do this. <laughs> but those is bloody shoes. It, those is bloody shoes. But it's like, remember when like In the Club by 50 Cent, remember when that song came Everywhere. out? Everywhere. And then it was Everywhere. like, Everywhere. It was like, in the car on the way to the party. Mm-hmm. Once you got inside the party, yeah. <laughs> and when you, the, got real when drunk you went to Taco Bell, it was coming out of the car in front of you at the drive-through. Hey, I brought like, the CD from my car so we can listen to it in the club again in the house yeah. here. That's where Bodak <laughs> Yellow got this year. It yeah. was like that. I, I love it. Yeah. I just I'm I'm with it, man. For something to become monoculture in 2017 is pretty fucking True. fantastic. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. I mean, that's like amazing. Uh, Bodak Yellow, great pick. But also, one more thing. Yes, you used to run listening to "Sexy Can I." Yeah, I can't believe we almost that is so that. weird. That's uh, yeah. not weird. I, I love that. I'm here for that. I still like that song. <laughs> this is, it feels like the weirdest running song to me. I used to run to some wild shit. What, playlist, give damn, us two other ones. Damn Born Yankees. To run. Damn Yankees was on there. That High Enough song and End of the Road by Boys to Men. Wow. End of the there. Road. You I ran. definitely have a memory of running to Viva La Vida by Coldplay <laughs> <laughs> in my to, life. That one's kind of, that one's yeah, exactly. got some it's, movement it's to it. That's a moment. You take yourself on a journey. I mean, there was also Slayer on there, Motley Crue, Guns wow. N' Roses. Like, you have to, because I was end running. End of the Road. What are you it's running It's whatever from? gets you going. A yeah. workout playlist yeah. is completely functional. Well, we're talking so. like 10 I got a lot of Florence and the Machine on my gym playlist. Nice. Yeah. She'll get you going. Yeah. You got to, you got to like when you're running, cause I was doing a half marathon, I was training for it and you have to like, we're talking like 10 mile runs every week and it sucks. It's like two hours of, it's fucking boring. So All you right. just have to but kind of, get real serious. Sean's getting real serious about it. Yeah. No. What are all these people doing out here? Pull your shirt back off. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out. Nobody else on the bike trail when I'm running. Tuck that no taco bikes. meat. Have Tuck I shared my Florence meat. and the Machine, my fun little thing I do in my head for Florence and the Machine? <laughs> Instead of a band, I like to picture it as a two-piece where it's uh-huh. Florence, who's the lead singer, <laughs> and, and the then machine. the guy named the machine. <laughs> Just out there on the drums. <laughs> Just a gnarly dude named the machine who's like wailing on taiko drums and shit for, for Florence. <laughs> oh, I love it. Just a real unlikely, kind of like a Grammys 2043 duo. Uh, all right, Bodak Yellow, Chantel Jordan, it yeah. is time for your third pick. I'm gonna pick uh, the Eclipse. Ooh. Oh, okay. Is this pop culture? I don't are know. We, if that are was we pop culture? pop culture? I mean, it, it was a big pop culture deal, wasn't it? It was like a big issue. There are a lot of photos yeah, that's of that on culture. <laughs> it was culture. I don't know if it's pop culture. I was wondering culture. if it was gonna work. I thought it was. I thought it fell into pop culture. <laughs> I don't know. We don't have to count it. I got another one. I wrote. Well, <laughs> I got hold on. One right it's it is it is an event. It is I experienced the it, eclipse from a lift en route to my office from when I interviewed Tig Notaro at a press junket at oh. the Four Seasons of Beverly Hills. So for me, it was a pop culture. It wasn't event. for Allison. It was a pop but, culture event. So I'll take that. Did I, you experience it like at a Tower Records or? <laughs> No, I just thought did it was a popular, a popular thing that happened Did in you experience I did. I was out Here, in the field and I saw totality. What, did you blind yourself? No, I, for, I had, I I had sure. the glasses, the whole nine. It nice. was. Here's what Wikipedia says about popular culture. <laughs> <laughs> and, we'll, and then I haven't even read it yet, so I'm not, I'm not trying to trap you. <laughs> we'll see if it works. You could win. 
I think we know how well, this common is sense go could work. Seems Pop like... culture is the entirety of attitudes, ideas, images, perspectives, and other phenomena within the mainstream of a given culture, especially Western culture of the early to mid 20th century and the emerging global mainstream of the late 20th and early 21st century. Heavily influenced by mass media, the collection of ideas permeates the everyday lives of the society. The most common pop culture categories are entertainment, such as movies, music, television, and video games, sports, news, politics, fashion, clothes, technology, and slang. Planets. That's very broad. <laughs> that is, I think, that's I the think broadest definition. News. Eclipses news. Yeah. We don't have, I didn't mean it's to piss everyone off. I honestly, I mean, I wasn't trying to make like a wild pick. I honestly thought that would, that, uh, for me, I was like that hoping to like hear like what, what movie you like, like this year. Well, yeah. We'll get, I mean, we'll like get monoculture. there. We'll get there. We don't like, have to let it. Like if we're talking monoculture, the eclipse was a genuinely, and it's weird because, so I had a coworker who was super, super into it, booked plane tickets months out he went I did to Portland. too I went to Idaho yeah and I heard about it from him and I was like oh haha you're so weird you love astrology like not astrology astronomy yeah and um then it happened and all of a sudden everyone I knew was talking about it right. and I was like oh man they were just an early adopter alright we'll count it it's in is that alright I yeah. mean it, it was the closest and this is this is this sounds crazy to say but it was the closest to like a life changing experience I've ever had Ooh. where you because really? you look up I didn't. I was not ready you were, for what you happened. Were Wait, hold right? on. The yeah, eclipse we were... versus Nicole. What's a bigger Nicole? <laughs> the eclipse didn't cheat on me ever. So... <laughs> you don't know that. You don't no, know that. You like, can't know I saw... that. Let's just say I saw the eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> right around the same time you saw the eclipse. The experience of the eclipse, like it got colder. Like it physically got like 15 degrees colder, which yeah. I was not ready for. It was actually dark, which I wasn't ready for. I was like, there's no way it's going to get dark out. Yeah. And it was just. It was insane to look up and be like, holy shit, man, I'm small. I, I mean, yeah. totality. D- dust in the wind, as they say, yeah. you know? But yeah, it was just, I don't know. To me, it was a like the, the weirdest Where'd thing. Where did you observe it from? We were just outside of Portland okay. in, um, I forget the city, but some just some Never small town. Never make that mistake about Oregon again. Not in front of me. You <laughs> <laughs> remember every city there. We might have been in Zigzag. All right, cool. I'll take it. So yeah, Portland, Portland is a popular spot. I know some people who are in South Carolina. I yeah. know some people who are in Wyoming. Yeah. Oof, people went to Wyoming. Well, it's nature, man. Oh, no. What, listen, better, what better place to maybe be they overwhelmed hung out with my by uncle the totality? Bill Jordan. I've been to Wyoming a bunch of times. There's like a butte I, to your right. There's butte's <laughs> fucking everywhere. <laughs> it's, butte, it's butte country. You can't move for buttes. Love I big might... buttes and you cannot lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my friend Nate Fernald, who's a stand-up comedian, writer sure. on the Late Late oh, yeah. Show, sure, sure. his girlfriend is a uh, astronomer, and they went to a town in Idaho that they figured out had the highest percentage chance of clear skies for that day. So they like booked an Airbnb, yep. drove there, and everything. It shut down like Eastern Oregon; like they had to make the freeways it was one way. Crazy. There were really? so many people. Yeah. So like whole like. The freeways going east were like one way. You couldn't go the other way. You had to take back routes if you wanted to. We were there to watching deal with the, the traffic. There was a professor from, I think, Michigan, University of Michigan. Yeah. And his high school teacher that got him into astronomy was also there with him. Wow. Like watching it. And they were, I think they were crying when it happened. Like it was, it was nuts. It just, yeah, just like. I was uh, still here in L.A. and shadows got a little weird. And that was pretty oh, much my entire so strange. It. it was like yeah, it wasn't much. Down it was here. like yeah. the world had a dimmer switch. Yeah, it did and a little you, bit. You weren't like expecting it. I was just like, oh, the the sun's gonna look like there was a bike taken out of it. Yeah, and then 
things like actually got strange. They got a little weird. Yeah. yeah. I was like, why am I hung? It felt like I had done Molly the night before. Like I was <laughs> yeah. that out. I was like that level out of it. It made me like want to commit crimes. Like yeah. you're like, this is the witching You know out. what it was like? <laughs> Judgment it night, It was like dude. the Santa Ana winds. Which yeah. Which were whipping away this morning when I woke up. They my were. Wind, they're my back window at it. blew oh, open. Oh, man. When those Santa Ana winds get to blowing. They almost burnt out, down. Cousin. They almost burnt down all of our uh, all of our richest entertainers' homes. <laughs> They got Trooper Murdoch. Yeah. That's how yes. we know they're in the right Fucking, place. That was awesome. Who thought that Mother was so Nature great. was going to be the one to take that down? I know. <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea Handler had to evacuate, and I was sad about that, but then Rupert Murdoch's house just fully burnt down, and that was awesome. Gnarly. <laughs> It's also like the homes over there are so big where it's like it took out an entire hillside and yeah. four houses. Four houses. <laughs> yes. Yep. How weird is it that a dude named Rupert is evil? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like That's the such voice. a regal. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Sounds uh, like the voice of reason. Rupert. The yeah. only wrong thing Rupert should do is accidentally give you too much tea, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he will. <laughs> but he'll apologize for it. <laughs> All right. The Eclipse. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know I was gonna make so many waves. I really did. Right, yeah, I really. I honestly, that was like uh, one of my first things that popped in my head for pop culture. I just thought it was like it influenced society a bunch, right? I mean, the moon makes waves. You should have known. You know, that's where tides come from. There you go. You're Shane thinks he's smart because he has a joke about that. Oh, does he? <laughs> like, yeah, you think you're smart because you know the moon causes tides. The sampler platter. <laughs> The sample of platter would ju- just. Pick- I bet if you pull the American public, though, it'd be some like incredibly depressingly low number. Oh god, it would be yeah. Like, it would be like ten percent, and then thirty percent thinks God waves his fingers. Yeah. The amount of people that can't a spell of, tomorrow. A lot of times, if you're not by the ocean, you don't get it. I understand, right? If you're like, uh, if you're like in Tulsa, yeah. I mean, I grew what? up just north of Tulsa in South Dakota, Sioux Falls, to be exact, and yeah. I knew uh, from. As soon as I was old enough to know that, I knew what top of the food thirty thirty one top of the food chain top of the food chain Beaverton Oregon top of the food chain top of the Fuji champions of all right excellent so the eclipse was your first pick Ian what do you got for your first pick with my first pick God I'm not sure if I want to go head or heart well this one's heart too my favorite thing this year that I got into was the NBC comedy. The Good Place. Yes. I love oh, it. Yes. So much. I hear so If this is many what you mean things. by rating my list for picks, I am all for this. I have another this one is... that one of us okay. is going to get. And I'm all just right. happy that one of us is going to get it. <laughs> okay. I almost want you to take it so you can talk about it, but it's not The Good Place. All right. Let's talk about The Good Place. Let's talk is about this The Good the Place. Is the Ted Danson, Kristen so Bell? Ta- Chris- oh, okay. So Carden. there's a big twist that happened this year at the end of the first season. Yes. Have you guys seen it or no. do you care if we talk about it? Well, I don't. Is that bad if we wreck it for anyone? I don't know. Okay, let's talk about it for uh, the twist for the next minute. Or yeah, how long I feel like we've given people Start a fair spoiler warning. spoiler alert. All right, spoiler alert okay. starts now. Well, the premise Mom, of the show is that there's a heaven. They don't call it heaven, but it's basically heaven. It's yeah. set in the afterlife. It's set in the good place. And where she gets in when she's not supposed to, She right? gets in when she's not supposed to, yeah. and it's explained. And Ted Danson is the guy who runs. He's basically like the angel who Sam runs Malone, her, those her parts don't know of it. Yeah. And I will say, I, I had f- sessed out the twist by just from like internet hints oh, I by the time I started all. watching it. And it's weird because I, so this is basically the premise of most of the first season. Uh-huh. And she, you know, as part of her quest to become a better person, as taught by her soulmate, who's a quote unquote soulmate, who's an ethics professor when he was alive, she decides to come out and reveal herself. And then, you know, that becomes the plot of like, how do we keep her in the good place? And also part sure. of the cosmology is like 99.9% of humanity, even if you were like a pretty good person, okay. is in hell, which is just really dark, which I think was the first hint that the twist is coming because yeah. it's actually a very harsh 
cosmology. And I should say, I didn't figure out the twist because I'm smart. I like read about enough things yeah. on the internet where I was like, oh, I see. And I just brought so, that up because it didn't ruin the show for so me. So on all, a whim, yeah. I watched the finale live, which is also just weird. It's like, it's a sitcom, but it has a forward progressing plot and yes. a very short season. So like important things happen in every episode. Right. And on a whim, I was like, you know, I want to know what happens. I'm going to watch this live. And then the twist is that they are not actually in the good place. They are in an experimental version of the bad place. That is oh. everyone else is a demon. And then the four main characters are like bad people, some of whom think they're good, some of whom know that they're bad people who are out of place. But like the idea is to basically psychologically torture them with like the ethical dilemma sure. of, for example, I'm taking an actually good person's place here. How do yes. I deal with that? Am I going to sacrifice myself? Oh. Whatever. Which is just, it totally unlocks Ted Danson's what performance. A deep, He's so deep right. I think maybe one of my favorite shots in all of TV is like Kristen Bell figures this out, figures it out is like oh shirt because they can't actually swear, yeah. uh, which is a great little detail. And, can't swear? and you can't see swear his face, yeah, you place. see his face just crack from like a you know sort of steady smile to just a like evil cackle. Oh, it's so and it's good. like he is. You know, he's revealing himself as a character for the first time. And if you go back, there are all these Easter eggs and really clever stuff in the first season. But now in the second season, which we're in the middle of, I really love it because they don't try to replicate a sense of mystery. But it just means that they can be so much, like, crazier and weirder and yeah. play around with how mutable the world is. And how it could restart all the time. Yeah, it's... And it's still so fucking funny. It's so fucking funny. It's and Michael Schur, so it's the Parks and Rec guy who also worked on The Office. And the writer's room is just insane. Megan Amram's Jen on there. Jen Statsky. Joe Mandy. Corey yeah. Jefferson. Uh, who was... Uh, last year, uh, Demi. Yeah. Was on there. Uh, who's oh yeah yeah Demi was one of the writers and it's, I'll say like yeah. one of the things I love about the show even before the twist is like it's a network sitcom that is not about a family and it's not about a workplace and right. it's not about like a group of 30 something friends just trying to make it in the big city yeah which like in and of itself it is really hard you think it's really hard to pull off and then you realize it like lets them do so much stranger so many jokes. more things but it's so, the kind of show that only somebody who had like been on two other very successful sitcoms yeah could have ever pulled off, like, because they never would have given them that much rope. Sure. Before. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone but Michael Shore could have gotten this done, like, on network, like, right now. And it's it's just so fucking fun. The performances are amazing, too. Like, Darcy Carden uh, plays, plays, like, this character who's basically, like, if uh, uh, Siri was, like, a real person <laughs> who, like, pops up every night. She's like, she's like Clippy. Yeah, yeah, she's like Clippy, yeah. Like, oh, like, man, shout out to Clippy. Yeah, shout out to Clippy. <laughs> That's my second pick, by the way. No, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Kristen Bell's great in it. This Jamila Jamil. Is mm -hmm. in, is she like who is not an actress? She was like, like a, a TV, TV presenter. presenter, and she totally holds her own against this insanely stacked cast. And she like, a, I will also say yes. No shade of Ted Jansen because this is absolutely true of him as well. But the two younger men in that cast are very handsome. They're very handsome. Very that, handsome. Uh, yeah, Ted are. Danson handsome. Yeah, yeah, young Ted Danson handsome. Yeah. Whoa. fully yeah. on that level. I like the way that sounds. Say it again. And it's also what Ted Danson handsome. Ted Danson handsome. <laughs> I don't want to get into handsome talks with you anymore. Don't bring it oh, up. Oh, he then. has some crazy. Yeah, Manny Jacinto is one of it, right? Who plays? And uh, it's so funny because like you don't even notice with Manny Jacinto because he's so good at playing a total fucking idiot. He plays this dude from like Tampa, right? No, Jacksonville. It's who's Flor like a, He's Florida man, like as an actual character. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, so he plays this fucking idiot, and then like there's times when you're like, oh, this dude's like gorgeous. And he's like yeah. a funny actor, too. And he's wearing like a monk robe the whole time. Yeah. So he's really like playing with a handicap. It's great. Um, but yeah, Jamila, she's like my huge crush that where I'm just like, 
how is someone so beautiful? And then she's also like a really good actor. Totally holds her own on there. And it's really funny. And then, uh, yeah, the guy who plays Cheaty is William, William Jackson, Jackson Harper. Harper. And he's amazing, too. He's a, he was apparently big on the New York theater scene. So I have some friends who are into that who oh. are like, oh, it's really great to see him like break out. That makes sense. But I mean, and the way they're able to develop all these characters. So like the twist basically rests on you already know uh, the Manny Jacinto character, Jason, and Kristen Bell's character, Eleanor, don't belong because they're obviously like kind of shitty people. They're both, yeah, yeah. But sure. the twist relies on you realize that Jamila Jamil's character, Millian Jackson Harper's character, so she's like this beautiful society, like hyper fundraiser. And you're like, oh, she's raised billions of dollars for charity and she's super talented. That makes sense. She's here and he's an ethics professor. But then you grow to understand over the course of the season that they also have serious character flaws that would lead to them being in the hypothetical bad place or because they're not like the very best specimens of humanity. So he's chronically indecisive. She's really self-centered. And so when you find out that they're in the bad place, you're like, oh, that totally makes sense. Yes. And it works and it's based on characters, which is just a great way to operate your show. It's just so – it's like my favorite – it's probably my favorite sitcom for some sense Seinfeld. Really? Yeah. Like just those four. Like I I'm, I'm sincerely gonna watch think it, it is. It's so good. You want to watch it today? <laughs> we could. I've got shit to do. Jumping in. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's the first season's on Netflix. It's definitely one of those things where it's kind of designed to be binge later on yeah. streaming because right sure. now the season is 13 episodes long. They've aired eight episodes and now they're on a two-month hiatus, which oh. is the same period over which they showed the first eight episodes and then they're going to finish the season, which okay. just makes no sense. <laughs> but those first eight have been purchased on our oh, Amazon they've been account great. on our Xbox. So it's all there. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's all that. So that's my first pick. <laughs> the good and now, place. according to Serpentine Draft Order, we go in the opposite direction. 100% right. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit. Even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. This episode of All Fantasy Everything is brought to you by Policy Genius. Uh, now, something you can really do for your family this spring, something you want to do. Sure, you want to go get in shape. You want to learn how to do the splits. You know, you got to redo the bathroom. One thing you can do, <laughs> that's all me, by the way. I want to learn how to do the splits. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius uh, as part of your financial planning for the year. Getting life insurance 
just means that you have a peace of mind. So if something's going to happen to you, if it were to happen to you, your family can cover the expenses while getting back on their feet. That's what life insurance is for. And luckily, Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top life insurance companies and their team of licensed experts. They're on hand just to kind of talk you through it. So I have life insurance through no effort of my own. My wife did everything as she does, but I was sort of on the sidelines of the project. And it, it was such a hard thing she had to do. She had to go through and compare everything, find all the quotes herself. But it helps me sleep tremendously, especially now that we have a kid. Also, it's, it's a bummer to talk about, but once you get it out of the way, you don't have to talk about it again. And that's where Policy Genius comes in. They make it the easiest and quickest possible situation you can have. Policy Genius has licensed award-winning agents, technology that makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers, just a few clicks, you're going to find the lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams, which, you know, I've always wanted to avoid unnecessary medical exams. Nothing new for your boy. So if that sounds like something you're into, Policy Genius can get it done. They also work for you, not the insurers. That means they don't have uh, some sort of quota they got to meet. They're not hitting like bonus numbers or anything. They just want you to get the best quote possible and the best insurance for you. So they're out for you, not the insurance companies, which I'll let you boy. That's what we're looking for. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. This episode of All Fantasy Everything is brought to you by Wondery. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series from shows like Kid Nation, CBS's weird, like Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town. Sounds insane. Uh, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant also sounds insane. On each episode of Wondry's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem, the women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges Unsurprisingly, it led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Now it is time for my second pick. You nailed it. I could... Uh, okay, no. I've got... Okay. All right. I have to take... Uh, I, have to, I have to go from the world of television to the world of music. And I have to go... Oh, shit. That's a hard... It's a hard pick. Hort. Hort. You pick. got Hort. <laughs> tell. <laughs> yeah, please tell that story. All right. Sean, before I get to my second pick, <laughs> our friend Sean Jordan, native of, I don't know if you brought, have you brought this up on the podcast? Are you from Sioux Falls? Yeah, I'm from Sioux Falls, He's South from Dakota. South I got a few t shirts that say that. Um, breaking news Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Go ahead. Take <laughs> it away from here. It's the most embarrassing thing I've ever happened in my life. I got beat into a gang when I was like, 
11 or 12. The Crips. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the South Dakota. The Sioux Falls, South Dakota Crips. South Dakota Cornhuskers. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I was told this on the podcast. No, yeah. it's the most embarrassing. I mean, you can see that I'm like touching my face. I I'm love it. Yeah. I love this story. This is the way to end 27. But it paints me like a dick, and I don't want. So I was. Everyone who's listening to this knows you're not a dick. You're the also, sweetest person. Little boys are life. dicks. That's yeah. what you do. You set stuff on fire, and then you figure out what a conscience is. You're when an was, angel, and you know that. You I killed like that 12, drifter. And I had on a Dickies suit. I had a full Dickies suit on. And what I was in was middle it, school, navy blue. And I had a, and I think I he had looked like a janitor. I think I had Carl Kanai's on. Yeah, they probably thought I was like, bring your kid to work day. I had Carl Kanai's shoes on and this kid, Brian Jensen, I walked up and I slapped all of his shit out of his hands, all of his books, and I was like and I was looking, just picture like a gangster with their chin out, like their head kind of back. And I was like, pick your shit up. Picture a 12-year-old like, gangster. Like, <laughs> like a, a young O-Dog. Yeah. That doesn't look a thing like O-Dog. No, not even kind of. And uh, I go, pick your shit up. And he stuck his chin out. And he goes, nah. And I was like, you got heart. <laughs> and I walked away. And I had like 20 kids behind me. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm like, I'm turtling up. I'm oh, so embarrassed. That is the best. How is it the That's same great. person? What did you think you were doing? You're like the what only person in the world who is like, when I was 12, I was like in power. Yeah. I was not being yeah. bullied. No. I was the bully. I was the bully. Oh, I Whereas the rest of us in entertainment and media Very are bullied. on the other side love, of that spectrum. I love that you gave him a pass. You were like, <laughs> okay, you got, you got heart, heart. blood. You got heart. <laughs> You got Not even a heart hort with an O in it. Somebody should hold me down and tattoo that on my forehead for yeah. doing that. Oh, it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone's so, gonna. The rest of the Sioux Falls Crips. So that, uh, with my second pick... <laughs> Speaking of the Crips, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, somebody who's not a Crip, somebody who actually put out a line of uh, tennis shoes at one point, one blue, one red, so as to bridge that gap, a native of Compton, Kendrick Lamar, and his album Damn, which sure. came out this yeah. year. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know you're supposed to listen to it backwards? I do know that. And he, yeah. they just put out the, uh, the like, the- Oh, you're dish- supposed to, like, reorder it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's The story goes backwards. Like, like Okay. But it's good forward. That album's great. I got- It's so good. A song about his mom, uh, just like, fuck, man. Yeah, I get it, man. It was just, it was, and for, I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, so we won't belabor it too much, but David, you and I, not huge fans of like To Pimp a Butterfly. Not, it's not my, it's not, not my album. It's not my it's, favorite. I I recognize that people really love it and I believe them. But I understand like, it's important. It's not the way I want to fuck with I Kendrick so much. it's important. And I think this album did such a great, just because I don't, you know, like I like Thundercat okay, but like... When I'm driving to a party, I don't want to listen to Thundercat so much. Here's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. I don't like, love jazz. It did a good job of it. like splicing the importance, <laughs> as you put it, yeah. of To Pimp a Butterfly with sort of the, the catchiness and driving momentum of Good Kid, Mad City. A hundred percent. He found accurate. like a great middle ground. Yeah, it was yeah. perfect. The two became one. Hum- and I saw the I humble what he was video is do. incredible. Oh, the videos are amazing. It's yeah, crazy good. Uh, Man, if I could just get a karate suit. You got to get a karate suit. It would all life. change for me. In 2017, we're getting you a kar- we're getting you a karate suit, blue dicky suit. <laughs> Which is holy shit. I I couldn't keep a straight face if I had a blue dicky suit on. I couldn't keep a straight face if you had a blue dicky suit. <laughs> and on. I'm doing nunchucks going, you got heart. <laughs> <laughs> D, uh, the video for Humble was amazing. The video for DNA was amazing. DNA too. was yeah. my favorite. That yeah. was my favorite. I like that video the best. When they're all standing under that underpass and like the ca- like the camera follows his head movement yep. every time while he's rapping, yeah. like that's a really yeah. cool shot. And Don Cheadle shout out. Yeah. Denver Mile High oh, represent. He does kill right. it. In that. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, Cheadle and the humble one. 
Uh, yeah, it's just such a great, it's just a great album. Loyalty with Rihanna's a great song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't... You can just listen to it so many t- Like, when it came out, I just, like, ate off that for yeah. a week. Also, I... just whenever Rihanna shows up on anything to rap, it's like. Hell yeah. Just so good. make Even your rap album. to rap. She we should all make want a rap it. album. She could do it. We yeah. all want it. It would be great. <laughs> she yeah. doesn't care what we want. Boy, that's that would be popular. Yeah, that's, yeah that's good That's point. why she is who she <laughs> is. That is. That's why Rihanna's she clearly. Wants to do it enough, and she's doing it on a bunch of features. I know. So. LeBron should say, "Okay, I'll finally sleep with you if you make a rap album." And then we if have they... five, six rap albums. I understand that they both—they probably have. I understand they both have significant others or whatever. Yeah. But that kid needs to be made for the world. Okay. For the she world, a Rihanna LeBron other. baby. She has a Saudi prince that the paparazzi caught her fucking. That's yeah. true. That's, that's okay, a that's crucial fair. difference. Which is because she's a boss. Yes. yes. Because she's too <laughs> good she's to be It's LeBron James royalty right That's i've, I've had that consi- like that thought before where i was like who would i be okay with rihanna like settling down and being in a power couple with yeah. and i don't have an answer that, it's hard because lebron there'd be the tragedy of his failed relationship <laughs> it would haunt him yeah and that would that would bother everyone divorce right and then a repartnership right Maybe that's how we need to do it. LeBron's wife is eaten by a whale. I feel like LeBron quits the NBA to hunt that whale. But after two years, he never finds it. And he finally returns to port and Rihanna's there waiting with his kids. With a sign that says the king's still going to be the king. Yeah, right, exactly. And 23 written on her stomach and suntan lotion. And the kids have already given their written approval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, I am fine with this. They sing a uh, Edelweiss style song, like from The Sound of Music, about how much they love Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna is Maria for our time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Dan, it was just great. Even even though you, the album had U2 on it, which could, like anybody else would have been a weird curveball that would have ruined it. <laughs> yeah. It's still <laughs> so great. Kendrick made it work somehow. That's, it was a, just, that's a Kanye move. It, it was a Kanye. It is a Kanye move. move. Like putting Chris Martin on a song and you're like, yeah. okay. But I'm not <laughs> mad. Right? I still like that song. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming home again. It is a good song. I do like that song. Um, but just the return to form. At least from again, like not critically, because everybody loved to pimp a butterfly, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. to the Kendrick that I hope he was would rapping come his ass off point. on damn, just rapping his ass. off. He was off. rapping his ass rapping off, rapping his ass damn. off, like rapping, rapping, dude. Not like not that he wasn't on. I'm a big fan of people rapping their ass off, and I feel like you know what I said the first time I heard damn what? in my car. I go, he got heart, your heart. <laughs> <laughs> You know, not to not to bull anyone over with shock, but I am maybe not the world's most dedicated rap fan or or informed rap critic. That's not and true. I, yes, why do you have I a Snoop Dogg tattoo on your neck? <laughs> Even so, it bridge it bridge I the gap. I greatly enjoyed this long rap. play of musical it, tracks. Yeah, you know, it was great. No, it was great. I loved it. I was. I it made too. me happy because it makes me feel like the next album is going to be like. A rapidy rap rap album so. again. I hope so. I just want like nostalgia part two. He's yes. also at a really steady clip. Like yeah. he just he's basically had a major release a year every year for music. like five five years. Yeah, right? he's yeah. like the Black Pearl. He's nigh uncatchable. Yeah, nobody's. He's in his own. He's, he's his, in own, his own league he's right his own now. His, he's like headlining Coachella and doing yeah, like huge festivals, like, but also being weird. He's weird. Even he's on damn, he's fucking weird. He's super weird. <laughs> yeah. And he beat like everybody in his class. Beat everybody. I think he beats Drake as far as like going down in. The he beat halls. Drake on numbers and on, and definitely on like, uh, I mean, rapping ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn outdid. By the uh, way, I that, like Drake. That's not I do like, too. So yeah, yeah, I fuck with Drake sure. heavy. But yeah, Kendrick outdid he him on J. every, every scorecard. Like, yeah. He's the best one. 
Yeah. Beat other rappers he's who we young, will not he's mention. He's like 30. Get out of here. Oh, God. Out there I, a, I forget that. Out there in a karate suit. Just a tiny little man in a karate suit rapping man. his ass off. And that How did you is even think to wear pick. that karate suit? It's a crazy move. He's like, you know what I'm going to wear right now? <laughs> and his code, the visuals, he had like a, a Bruce Lee Enter the Dragon type video. Yep. Yeah. I watched his Coachella set. And that was like broadcast behind him on these huge screens while he was performing. Yeah, man, that guy. That's a good. That's a hell of a guy. Yeah, We're lucky to have that's him. A hell of a guy, right? Hell of there. a guy, right? We're there. lucky to have him. <laughs> good luck at the Grammys, Kendrick. He he listens to this podcast. Sean Jordan, it's time for your second pick. <laughs> All right. It's like uh, an earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pick the star of Beetlejuice. <laughs> Just go down through natural occurrences. The autumn. There was a tornado. <laughs> I am picking you, fucking assholes. I'm gonna pick uh, the big sick. Oh, there you go! Wonderful. Yeah, I brought it back. See that? That's (laughs) excellent. Plane movie. Excellent plane movie. So, starring friend of the podcast, uh, Kamel Nanjiani. And friend of and co-written by friend of ours, Emily Gordon. Great, like person you are rooting for does good thing so much. Like, Those two it's are also right. been funny. Like it's been so successful that a lot of people I talk to know him as like the guy from the Big Sick, and right. like at best the guy from Silicon Valley who just happened to make this movie. Right. I feel like there are a lot of people who don't follow comedy, or obviously those kids right, are right. in comedy who don't really like understand that he was an active. And like I remember listening to him on a podcast tell this insane story of how he met his yeah. wife and what happened, yeah. and being like. This is crazy, and to see them like actually get that out in the world and actually make so it, nice. a movie. And it's, it's yeah, perfect. Ruled. I love romantic comedies. Yeah. I absolutely love them, and they it's got a heart, perfect romantic comedy. They break my heart. They sometimes. break your heart. <laughs> it's perfect. Ray Romano, oh, kills it. Oh, that part, Holly Hunter, goddamn Hunter. That part Kurt, where they're getting kicked out, out of the Kurt was so yeah. funny. Oh yeah, Kurt movie. was good in it. Also, I just want to say, by the way, we were at that uh, premiere party. Same camouflage shorts I was wearing. Ian dressed up real nice. Me dressed like an idiot. I was trying to impress a girl at the time. Yeah, yeah. I was clearly not. You strolled in with Lance Bangs wearing camo shorts. In a backpack. Yeah. Camo shorts are night. impressive. Yeah, these these very ones. These camouflage Ray shorts. Romano nice. saw our boy in camo shorts. Or yep. did he? They're camo shorts. He exactly. may not have seen you. Did you I also feel like it's important to note for the audio record that these aren't like traditional military camo. No. It's like an actual forest landscape. Oh, I'm a real Just, tree. I'm a real tree, guys. It's a tree stand. I'm rocking. This is real tree four. That's Big uh, Buck Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when you walked into the premiere, was it like the intro to Belly? Like, <laughs> well, when I walk into any room, it it's like the intro to Belly. It so wasn't yeah. quite that blue. <laughs> I just sing cold, fresh air. <laughs> like, I got levels, pal. Oh, Salivator goes all the way up. And then Holly Hunter's like, male. Yeah, <laughs> Her like weird southern she accent. She did so high dive you. Yeah. She Everyone. did so great. That movie was... Zoe Kazan was great too. Yeah. I will also say, place. I think like the thing that really elevated that movie for me and like made Emily's presence behind it creatively felt was like all the stuff with Kumail was amazing I was sobbing during his like stand up breakdown oh, sure. yeah. but the Man. fact that they have her come right out of it and be it. like hey to me like I didn't go through any of this like emotional revelations I still just remember us having a giant fight right. and, like I need right. time to process that so like yeah. we're not just gonna magically get back together right it's not all good like right now just cause you went through went yeah. through some shit yeah and yeah. it ends on like obviously a hopeful note but like it's just a note yeah it is alert. Kamal went to Montreal. Yeah, Kamal did Kamel go to Montreal. Went to Montreal. Yeah, that scene where <laughs> he's doing stand up okay. at, at the Bell House. That's definitely the Bell House, right? Yeah, they shot in New York. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was. That was the Bell House, right? They I shot think so. the stand up yeah. scenes yeah. in. Also, 
friend of the pod as well, Ramon Rivas. Oh, yeah. Big old accidental comedy sticker in That's that movie. That's right. Uh-huh. Because they're just, like, down for it. Like, yeah. For, I love it. Uh, was it so was funny. such a good... Everyone was so good. I mean, it made me reconsider Ray Romano completely. Oh, I, I never saw Men of a Certain Age or whatever. Oh, did you not see Vinyl? I didn't see Vinyl either. No, I didn't see Vinyl. <laughs> the hit HBO series. I, was he was, I will say he was honestly good on a terrible show. Yeah. But that was sort of the beginning of like, it wasn't enough for me to be like, holy shit, Ray Romano. But it was enough to be like, he like, could act dramatically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ray Romano is low-key hilarious. Did you ever see that? It was a oh, shitty his movie. His stand-up is fucking amazing. His stand-up is yeah. amazing. Did you ever see him in that movie, The Grand? No. With Woody Harrelson about that poker tournament? Uh-uh. God, dude, he's so... Ray Romano, that's like one of my, Ray Romano's so funny. Broke late as a stand-up, too. Yeah. Not late, late, but like, yeah. Yeah, like he was like a grown man. Yeah, with kids. Yeah, yeah. he had kids and stuff. Um, Little Dangerfield. The Big Sick is so good. I hope it gets, it it got kind of snubbed at the Golden Globes. So I think SAG did a good job with that, if I'm remembering the like award season death march correctly. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's getting some snubs and like, I'm hoping there's some momentum for maybe Holly Hunter or screenplay would, a nod would be great. Would be awesome yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Best original. Know. Why not? Throw him a bone. Everybody liked it though. It was received so well, which is what I like about yeah. it. Like all yeah. the critics just loved, like it's, and it got all the love it deserves and that's. Awesome and it did well me. commercially. It did, right? For yeah. a movie with, like, I'm sure a tiny well, budget. Amazon is not always good at handling, like, how to sell a good thing to the rest of the world. See Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which no one seems to know about. Hilarious. Is it? You've seen Amazing. it? I watched the whole thing. It's really I really love good. it. I'm a fucking Amy Sherman Paladino head, and I haven't seen it yet. Shout but to exactly. Like, like case in point. Yes. But for this, they actually did, like, a really slow rollout. They built the word of mouth. It did mm-hmm. well at the box office. And now you can just stream it on Amazon Prime, so you get the best of both worlds. Fucking fantastic. And yep. I, might, I might this weekend i uh i it's the only movie i've been to, i got to go to the hollywood premiere of which Damn. was a thrill that's tight that was awesome i could tell you were jeans on team strong team strong <laughs> he looked real cool i was dressed up i was dressed i'll dressed up i came from another party that's why i didn't have pant- time to put pants uh, on yeah. <laughs> and then emily gave me a hug and i was like i'm sorry i'm wearing shorts at your premiere and she was like, I wouldn't like it if you weren't wearing shorts in my room. <laughs> Emily's the best. She's Fucking, the coolest uh, one. She's the coolest ever. God, Emily's the best. Come you on, they're both the best. I miss the meltdown. I do. do. We would do we did a show at uh at Meltdown last night. Yeah. Our friend uh which was an amazing show, uh, on deck, but God it made me miss that scene. It's yeah. really oh. it was such a great vibe. And oh. like I understand that they are busy and have lives, but yes. like it's just so hard to build that like sense of There's community for Something the good up. is coming though. I I can't even. What? I'll tell you guys after. Okay. I can't right. even. We have like, a lot to talk about. But it was just like, I feel like for a lot of people who are either like literally in the industry or just like have followed him for a while, it was just such a great feeling of like, you were getting what you deserve. You were getting the recognition you deserved. Yes. Yeah. Like That's, the vehicle you deserved. It's just a great The nice good vibes feeling. about it. That's why I'm so, yeah. I'm just yeah. so thrilled for him. There's just good such, when good stuff happens. There's just such guys. fucking dope people, both those. When I first yeah. moved here, because I never got to do the meltdown. But I emailed Emily, just, hey, I live in LA, I'd love to do the show. And she hit me back, and I needed it. She hit me back, she's like, sorry I didn't respond right away, it was like a day later, and she goes, we'll definitely have you on, um, I think you're very funny, and I wouldn't say this if I wasn't, I like, I wouldn't lie to you, and I was I like, I think the best shit. detail of that is she said, sorry for not responding right away, after a, a day. day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You are not obligated to say that in that no, very short no, period not. of time. That, I don't that's say it until two weeks go by. Same yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <laughs> mom, I was busy. She's a fucking pro. <laughs> 
You email with your mom. No, we face. To whom it may concern, Ray. I watched David and his mom FaceTime once. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Aww, that's adorable. She is awesome. Yeah, she rules. Speaking of moms, the parents and the big sick. Yeah. What a great. Also, yeah. like the the dad. Oh is God, a the Pakistani family. Bollywood star. Is he really? Is he yeah. really? He's like huge, and uh, they got him for this like cute American movie, which is It was great. That nice. scene where he tells his parents they're not going to get rid of him. You're not kicking uh, me out of the family? God. Yeah. I could, oh, like, it's so good. Oh, flutters. Maybe flutters. it's the hangover, but I'm choking up a little bit. I see you. <laughs> I see you. I see you wiggling. Yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because it's David's second pick. No, because you got heart, dude. <laughs> <laughs> why y'all laughing? Why y'all laughing? <laughs> uh, David, it's time for your second pick. My second pick Maybe people are going to be mad. I don't give a shit what you think about it. I'm picking the Ball family. Oh, fuck, fucking fuck you. Ball family. No. They beefed with the president? No. They beefed with Nas? <laughs> what? In what? one family? Newly qualified to speak on all matters relating to sport. Yeah. I David, really David, enjoy them. Seriously, Sorry. though, put they your shirt back They went to Chinese on. jail? <laughs> These dudes are living. Oh, my God. They have a Facebook show? Have a Facebook show. Dad's teeth still fucked Ball up. <laughs> still fucked up, dude. You're, like, the, you're even on a LeVar Ball? I just I'm, remember. Dude. I saw, Did you see that like video of LeVar Ball? I think he was like leaving the draft and like people are booing him and he just takes off his big baller brand cap and just throws it into the crowd. It's, I, I love it. Yeah. I, I, I love bought a it. big baller t-shirt. Did it come to me? No. <laughs> I, I, exactly. I haven't received it. But that's the distillation of the Ball family in general. All this hype, all this excitement. I'm gonna and drink then that the t-shirt never comes. I'm gonna drink You're drinking snake. so much snake oil. I'm gonna drink it. He cut his hair off. Yeah. Play him better. But you don't, care. you don't He's care. You don't care. The shot is fucked up. I also don't know what that means. Ugly I just shot. know his shot is He's fucked up. Shot is fucked up. Ugly shot. Two points a, though. Come two on, points a game? No, two he's better than that. Come he's on. better than two points a game, but he's not good. <laughs> Listen, man. He has a chance to shoot like like 30, 30% from, <laughs> for the field goals. I mean, I don't want to get too, but like 30% from field goals, 50% from yeah. fucking the free throw line, and like 20% from three. He's anyway. also a rookie in the NBA. <laughs> So is Donovan Mitchell. It also like okay. it makes the Lakers <laughs> exciting again. It's fun to have like also they're a hometown family. Like they're out in Chino Hills. Yeah. They all go to UCLA. The I hate the Lakers, so I'll never be able to separate okay. the two. Say yeah. good night yeah, to yeah. the bad guys. I have I no like... partisan affiliation to any sports team. Yeah. And no, I've, they fly no I've, flag. I've considered going to a Lakers game. Code just to that go see the circus. That is the highest praise I yes. can give. I haven't spent the money. Yes. But I love I love like just your dad was beefing with the president while you were beefing with Nas. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? All right. Are you kidding me? I like me? that term. Right. And he's like, all right, all right. All right, all right it's yeah. like it's incredible. You can make a movie about this year of his life. It's like you're beefing with Nas, your dad's beefing with the president, and your brother's beefing with China. Your brother's in Chinese jail. Like, and your little brother's shoplifting. Just a... Who needs to shoplift? In Slash, China. What could you be shoplifting in China Holy that is better crap. quality than I've, what you could buy in America? I've thought this a lot. No offense I've, to China. I've run this over around in my head. If I was in China and then all my friends were stealing and I was on a trip, I'd probably steal yeah, too. Yeah, I'd steal too. I mean, I get it if the friends were, but then that's still the same question. What were the friends stealing? Why? You know, they were stealing like Gucci, Gucci shit. They were. They were like stealing like high-end luxury items. You know oh, what? Okay. Yeah. Maybe those well, aren't good friends. 
Oh. Maybe you need to think about that. Hey, maybe you chill Next out. Next time you're, you're in fucking China, life. David. Somebody, somebody on the one of the Ringer basketball podcasts had the uh, had the idea that maybe he was shoplifted from China because he knew his dad was going to pull him out of UCLA and pull his brother out of high school to go make them play overseas. Yeah, and they didn't want to go to China. They don't mm. look that. Oh my god! Right? In, so in Ringer plug, so I will say one of the it. first features we ran yeah. was about the Ball family when, like, Lonzo hadn't even gone to college. Yeah, yet. I, and, I remember uh, that. By one Danny Chow, yeah, friend and colleague. Um, but I just knew of them as like the subject of this very scholarly, very detail-oriented feature about form and Steph Curry's influence, and then they just became like this crazy pop culture phenomenon. I, I, I just, was like, I love it, man. I love that they're a unit too. I mean, say what you will about Levar Ball, that man believes in his kids. I, he does believe <laughs> in his kids. I mean, but is it? Like, I mean, he, like he went to he went to the Lakers. Like he did it. For whatever you could say about that dude, he did it, man. Yeah. Danny like, Chow's got all the LA food plugs, right? Is he? Yep. How do you a, get on? How do you? Is there a, <laughs> you is there a have, pre- okay? Pa- well, well, all three of us will go out for a drink sometime. Yes, you'll, all right, you'll cool. see him in action. I just want, I just want like the plug on the the good uh, restaurants in LA. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I guess if we're gonna respect the Kardashians, we do have to respect the ball. Here's what I admire. That story's about the, not told. I appreciate yet. the balls as like the male Kardashians. Yeah, they I are like think that's the masculine answer. They're to... from somewhere just outside of LA. Yeah, yep. yeah, but still definitely in its orbit. Yeah, yep. and they're subverting the system. I just... Here's what I respect about the Ball family is that, like, I mean, <laughs> that they were going to be taken advantage of by the NCAA, which is a horrible institution. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, Lavar was like, "You're not doing that to me. We're going to make our own fucking money." Yeah, and he did the yeah, same. Yeah, they're thing not with... getting raided by the fucking FBI, right? Exactly. <laughs> and he did the same thing with the shoe companies, who are also getting raided by the FBI. He's yep. like, "No, we're not Nike. We're not going to make ten cents for every dollar that Nike makes." Also, yeah. amazing Keenan Thompson character. That's he is so great. Keenan good Thompson character. at playing him. <laughs> he really is. <clears throat> It's so perfect. I'm worried that in doing all this, LeVar is, like, Lonzo, I think, is going to be okay, and we'll figure Lonzo it out. Be fine. And we'll be a serviceable NBA player. I'm worried about, like, LaMelo and LiAngelo. Like, I think LaMelo is just right. love hearing those I think, names. I think LeVar is right about LaMelo. I think he was going to be a one-and-done or whatever. LaMelo was never going to be an NBA player I, anyway. LiAngelo worries me, because he's, the like... The young one. He, I feel like he loves it, too. Like, like Lonzo is very much... Like, when you see Lonzo's videos and stuff, it kind of feels like he's not, like, with the circus as much as you, as much as they are. He's riding the wave. He's yeah, not getting caught up in it. Yeah, but LiAngelo is, like, with, like, LiAngelo looked cooler than Lonzo on Lonzo's draft. Immediately, yeah. He had that, like, LiAngelo's with the shit. So, like, I, I, but who knows? But man? now he's 16 and gotta go live in Lithuania. I hope, I hope it turns out, but I'm like, this is, like, maybe like, go to Lithuania. high school. Yes, take a, take a dip in the Baltic Sea. Vilnius, spending Vil- <laughs> right in time for January too is when they're going to get there. Sounds perfect. Get there? <laughs> yeah. What do they get? You know, paid? I've heard St. Petersburg is a short ferry ride away. Right, they could go oh. shoplift in Russia. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, steal some shit over there. It's shit. Like I'm like, okay, so he's not going to get to be a kid now, and I'm a little. Although I was guess he ever going to be a, gonna I, be that's a, a good kid? question. That's a good question. Maybe. Right. I mean, I don't. I don't think that's like a kid friendly household. No, like, that's true. They, he may, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I hope it all turns out for the best. I hope Me it too. ends up being the Kardashians. I'm so worried it's going to be like a tragic American tale at some mm-hmm. point. We'll see. I yeah. mean, it's still being written because they're, they're, they're definitely learning as they go. But they have been, I, I, to your pick, one of the most intriguing pop culture stories. It yeah, really has. It's yep. been, yeah, it goes, I, it's been a the wave. Eclipse, the eclipse, the concept of snow, <laughs> the ball family, <laughs> and, sexual then, harassment. and then sexual harassment. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm glad that we all finally Sex agree crimes. that the eclipse Wind. was the most yeah. important thing that happened to popular culture this year. Yeah. Sort of a news situation. Um, I ain't wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> okay. Do Allison, it's time for your second and then your third pick. So all right. Serpentine draft. So I'm generally not on board with like the competitiveness factor here, but yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and rub it in your faces because I feel like this is a very obvious pick. I feel like this is a very strong addition to my slate. And I already I'm picked the we eclipse, haven't gotten though. To it. <laughs> Next to the eclipse. Get out. Damn. Oh, yeah. Damn yeah. it. That of was course. my next <laughs> yeah. See, I was shocked. That I was... When, when you were winding up to Bodak Yellow, I was like, okay, we're going to talk about Get Out. Ball family, family would have been on the on the board still, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a bad call. I don't call. know if Allison <laughs> was going to take the ball family. Yeah, no. that's my next one. Sorry. It was a, it was a damn bad call. I will say about Get Out, I heard good things about it, but it was so incredible to see a movie that is not a piece of IP like Star Wars and is or Marvel yeah. to actually enter the monoculture. Like, people we're making because it's so smart and insightful and comes up with such an amazing you know allegory in the final twist mm-hmm. that like within a week people were making memes about the sunken place yeah. and mm-hmm. the spoon the and the, the yeah. way that shout out to black instantly... instagram by the way for those sunken places oh yeah, yeah. i mean is there anything more powerful that like it like than black instagram and black twitter no there it's is like nothing the i owe them it's an the enormous de- this there. is like they are being uh subsidiarily honored by this pick with get out yeah but it's because the final like metaphor that is revealed is so good but also just the experience of watching that movie in a crowded theater was like you legitimately i the whole time i'm like where is this going what yeah. are they doing like and i kept trying to guess where all the all the hints they're dropping i genuinely was so surprised but they keep you so engaged just like the script is so tight yeah it's so and you can tell he's been writing it since the Obama administration. And it's weird because, like, in a certain way, it's kind of out of date now that, like, our present political moment is so engaged with, like, overt racism. Right, right. But it just struck such a chord. And it was so amazing to see a movie be able to do that and basically make, like, all its young cast. Like, that was Allison Williams' first film role. Yeah. Daniel Kaluuya was, like, the guy from that Black Mirror episode. And now he's going to be a star. He was yep. so good Caleb Landry-Jones really is in everything yeah he is like what a move for jordan peele too also terrell maybe the best casting was like avatar of white liberal idealism josh lyman yeah. as the oh. evil dad was incredible that movie was the scariest movie i've ever seen but funny, I have no problem with it submitting as a comedy for the Golden Globes. I was like, I laugh more at that than I did at, like, Rough Night. Like- I laugh, but also, like, it was scary. Like, I don't know. For me personally, it was scary from beginning to end. Like, him walking on that street and be like, they're not going to fucking get me. And you're just like, you're like, and then, like, being out there with... You're like out there and you're like, this is scary that I'm out here. And then the one person I'm supposed to rely... I get stre- I'm just stressed talking about it. Like, it was <laughs> yeah. so... Bro, that chord was a chord I never thought. I would mean, be struck that by a moment movie. in a movie theater where the police car pulls up, you see the look on her face, you see the look on his face, you let they let it sit for like five seconds, and then Lil Rel gets out was like, I sort of I saw some tweet earlier that was sort of like, oh, it was really cool to be in a theater and like all the black people like gasped instead of cheered when the cop car showed up, and I was like, I at the ArcLight Hollywood, very white audience. Like, yeah, the Mayer magic of that movie yeah. to me was that everyone <laughs> in the theater who wasn't black, like, got what it was supposed to mean. Because that movie is so good at instilling you in his perspective. And it's it is direct. Like, and that's yeah. what's so inspiring about, like, I know a lot of its box office success was due to black audiences. But it's also, like, 
if just a white middle American casual moviegoer is like, oh, cool, I like horror, I like thriller, and then just like gets this message, that's cool to me. It was, yeah, it was, man, it was the best movie I saw this year. Uh, it was great. Scared the shit out of me. And just, Rel is the best. Rel is, I'm yeah, so happy. If you guys ever get to hang out with little Rel, he's the coolest dude. <clears throat> so is Jordan, what is Jordan Peele now? Is he Mike Nichols? Is he like Woody Allen? So he's Allen? doing like, a what Twilight is Zone series for CBS All Access, which yeah. seems like a bizarre follow-up to me. For CBS All Access? I yes, the fu- weird fully... bootleg streaming service that has the Star Trek thing that no one watches, which is good, yeah. but no one watches it. I can't fully comment on CBS All Access. Can't either. <laughs> as an, as no an comment. Em- as an employee of the all-seeing eye, but... <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I can't. I will it say, seems like a weird both, mood. Of, both of their shows are great, but like they're Is asking people shows? to pay. It's like that the and like the twenty four hour feed of the Big Brother. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the Good Wife. And you can spin-off. watch all the CBS shows, but it's the Good but Wife. But it's like instead and, of. Yeah. I think you need to build up a critical mass of programming where people are going to pay six bucks a month and not even not have commercials. Yeah, that's yeah. it's yeah. really Who's crazy. Ten? Yeah, it's a weird move. Anyway, yeah. We but won't. so Jordan Hulu with commercials is the same amount of money. Yeah, yeah it seems it's like a weird move. Very but wild. Jordan Peele, so he like great sketch actor, very funny actor himself. Uh-huh. But like now moving into to directing and like <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see like where his career goes. Like what happens with that guy? Yeah. Like so is he directing the Twilight so Zone? So I think thing? he's writing and probably directing some of it, but it's a little more like the voice behind. Yeah. Um, and then I think, doesn't he have something with Spike Lee that they're collaborating on? Oh, there's a joint coming up? There might be a joint coming up. <laughs> there's a joint. Uh, uh, I'm going to be honest. Spike Lee's like 50-50 for me at this point. <laughs> yeah, but she's got to have she's it. She's got to have it. You wrote, you wrote about that recently, yeah, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it starts strong and it's really interesting and it's smart to try to like, it serves the theme of it better to like expand it. So like in the movie, she's always like, I'm more than these men. But like you only ever see her interacting with men and the show is like, she gets to, you see more of her life. Yeah. You see more, because I've seen the movie, I've never seen the show, I still haven't watched yeah, the show. Yeah, like, take your time with that, it's not super urgent, but it's more like, the show uh, expands it in a way I really likes, liked, but it tries to update it in a way that's like, this does not resonate with Is me. Is Mars a white guy? No, he's no. Uh, half black, half Puerto Rican. Okay. Which I actually, that I liked. Like, they, the way they update the characters makes a lot of sense, right. but, um, Tonally, they could have used some twenty somethings in that writer's room. Okay. I think that is, that is my take. But anyway, Get Out was wonderful. I can proceed to the next, <laughs> the next excellent pick, pick if you, you want. Third pick, yeah. I think that was strong. I think that gives me in this fake competition. Absolutely. I think I have the upper. There's hand no right such now. thing as a fake competition. Okay. Yeah. Whoa! Put your shirt back on. <laughs> um, I feel like as the TV or no wait, actually, I'll get to TV later. Okay. Uh, my favorite movie. Will of the you year, though? We'll get Will to you? Well, you're either going to steal my pick or I'm going to get to it first. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> my favorite movie this year, I love Get Out. It's definitely my top 10. I still think my current favorite is Call Me By Your Name. I Holy I haven't shit. It. I haven't either. All right. Well, I'm just we going to sell it to you, and that's going to be the whole extent of the band. Please Sorry, do. guys. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, not a great podcast bit. But, um, no, it's fantastic. I think it so, you know, the, you know the plot. It's a gay coming of age story adapted by a novel. It's, Army Hammer's 142nd Chance. 
<laughs> Army Hammer does some dancing. Yeah. It's great. He got the moves. Yeah. Uh, but it's also funny because I know the director, like not personally, but I know his work. He's like an Italian art house guy. Who, like his last movie was the one where like Tilda Swinton basically plays David Bowie. It's also a movie about rich people lounging around at a vacation destination with an iconic dance scene. So I'm into that. he's got some interests, yeah. you know, he's got some motifs. And then the other one I've, of his I'm watched is called I Am Love, which is like in Italian and Tilda Swinton is in it. Like not okay. like not even just like not populist fair, like it's not even like he was getting Academy Award nominations. It's like a perfume commercial. And now because, because I think it's like a socially, because it's like quote unquote socially conscious and it has themes that resonate or underrepresented, this is getting like so much exposure. I think it's like probably, it's better, but like everyone should go back and check out his older stuff. Yeah. But like Chalamet is a revelation. It sucks that he's going to have to run against Daniel Day Lewis's retirement Final performance. Movie, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, man. he's going to get so screwed, but it's amazing. <laughs> uh, Sufjan Stevens composed like original music for the soundtrack. Did he really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, there's a couple of songs on it that's just like Timothy Chalamet, like moodily staring into the distance while like sad gay folk tunes play over it. It's yeah. great. Um, <clears throat> and it's just like. A movie, like, the reason why people love it so much is that it's a gay love story where it doesn't actually feature, like, a gay bashing, conspicuous homophobia, the parents are supportive, and it's just so purely, it's also, like, not really an issues movie, it's just an incredibly specific love story about these two people at this one moment in time in this one place, and, like, you get to know them as individuals. It's also interesting that it's directed from a novel because you know how, like, when you watch all those movies based on novels and you're, like, there are five paragraphs of voiceover? Like, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. It's very obviously, <laughs> like, lifted straight from a book. Yeah. It's such a visual movie that I was, like, I can't even picture what the book is like because it's so much about his visual language and there's not a lot of dialogue. Right. And apparently a lot of the book is the younger kid's sort of internal monologue. And it's, it's very impressive that he chooses to communicate that by, like, gesture. And that like Chalamet can like wear that like an oh and Army Hammer is amazing in it and um maybe the least Jewish Jewish movie ever made how's are they Jews in it exactly Armand Hammer is a Jew all three is a Jew (laughs) exactly apparently Army Hammer in real life is half Jewish what he says (laughs) Army Hammer is half Jewish Jewish? (laughs) but okay my friend I saw with the friend I saw was going to testify to this. There is a close-up shot of a Star of David pendant, like, nestled in Army Hammer's chest hair, and I just lost my shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was, like, screaming, laughing in the theater. And then at another point, he's giving Timothy Chalamet, like, a foot massage, and he's like, my bubby taught me how to do this. And you're like, those two words should not be coming out of your mouth. Um, And also, like... It's great that it's a gay story that's defined by a lack of guilt or shame, but a Jewish story without guilt or shame is just not a Jewish it's story. It's a Jewish story. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. it's not. That's that new shit. So. <laughs> Army Hammer is like an, uh, he's like an Aryan wet dream. How is that? Exactly. <laughs> I guess good that he's half Although, Jewish. So we'll apparently his him. mom is like a straight Trump supporter, but the Hammer side of his family is like <laughs> fancy European Jews who got rich. The Hammer side. I wish I had a Hammer side to my well, family. Well, the Hammer family is all the Hammer family. All over Los Angeles. They were a rich L.A. family. Uh, the Hammer Museum. The Hammer Museum. Over at UCLA. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Same family. Wow. But also I'm... just like inc- an incredibly erotic movie. Yeah. Like you could hear a pin drop in that movie theater because really? it's so sexy. Everyone's getting a little worked up. Everybody's... Everyone was getting, everyone was like very uncomfortable and like not making eye contact with their seatmates if they were there with friends or family, <laughs> which is just a great like 
thing the to bear witness to. Ball but yeah, sure, sure. I'm I'm pulling for it. <laughs> we of, got the, of all this year's like prestige Academy Award contenders, like that's that's my your one. favorite. Yep. We just got the screener at home, so as a Writers Guild member, I will watch it alone and then destroy it. <laughs> And then just throw it into the fire. And then destroy it. I love hey, that with like, hey, this. We got is screeners great. at my house. Sean, come over. We don't give a shit. <laughs> you need to watch it and destroy it. They're per- they track them personally. Wait, wait, that's a, the, they didn't that's even the send rule? it to me. They track them personally now. I love that. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, they're attacked. Wait, what do they track? Like the number of times they you are watch now, it? No, they're the DVDs are now, at least this is what the letter said that they sent with Are them. you serious? They are now linked to you personally. So if they show up online. Oh, like yeah, a, yeah. That's a, that's what TV screeners are yeah, like. Personal watermarks where like, so if it shows up online, they're like, oh, now you're out of the guild. Yeah, that happens. So be but careful. I, I've definitely shared a password one I mean, or two I've, times. I've absolutely handed them out as though they were Christmas presents <laughs> in previous years. <laughs> there may or may not be like a screener sharing bank in like a ringer office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a, a lend, lending library system. Yeah, there might be a counter at the Late Late Show that's also yeah. that same thing. But uh... Zach's probably making weird Instagram videos of the screeners. I know. I'm going to talk to that guy. <laughs> Uh, call me by your name. We will see it. David, it's time so for your serious. third pick. Oh, uh, this is mostly mostly personal, but then it was a big pop culture thing too. Four, four, four. Oh, of course, yeah. mm. please. Just come on. because the Ringer's like, album of the year. What? Yeah, Rob Harvilla put it at the top of his list. I'm just really? being like really it's... professionally dutiful and making all the plugs. I right love now. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had it's Jason Concepcion on. Didn't mention the Ringer once. <laughs> and I'm just a better the... employee than Jason. Is, he tore you know? up a picture of Bill Simmons like Sinead O'Connor on his <laughs> show. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. And <laughs> child abuse, and then he tore it. It was crazy. Child abuse. <laughs> Bill Simmons. For I. I love that album. Oh, yeah, it's great. I love the concert. Yeah, I love the concert. I love the album. It was just like, man, just story of OJ. Just like, there was so much going on. And then that little movie he made for it. Yeah. And it was just like, because I like downloaded it illegally. Sorry, Jay. Oh, sorry. I paid to to see you, dude. You know? But I downloaded it illegally that (laughs) night. And me and my buddy Johan just drove around Hollywood and we listened to it like three times. I was in New York the night it dropped. And I forget who texted me. Somebody you wouldn't. It might have been like Carl Hess or somebody. Like out of the, like, <laughs> like four forty four just dropped. And I'm like downloading crazy apps on my phone <laughs> yeah. to get it. Like shit, I probably shouldn't have done. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But then you're like, we're fucking driving around New York listening to four forty four. Like it's in New York. What a fun, uh, what a it's fun like, deal. Like, yeah. It's like, and it's like, it's like, cause you know, I love, you know, I love all his albums, obviously. Except for like the dynasty, yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. But uh, it was just like when you listen to it, you can tell that it's the album that took a lifetime to make. Yes, you know what I mean. Like it's like whether or not it's his best album, that's not the point. It was like this is his life's art to this point. Like, yeah, this is as far as he's. This is where he's at compared to where he's been. And it's just like that dude wrote Big Pimpin'. I know. <laughs> like <laughs> that's the crazy when you're like. Damn that the video where they're pouring champagne all over. And it's people. like, but I've grown up like I. It's like really close. It's like personally, like I feel like I've. He's all. He's been a constant in my life. Yeah. So it's like I went from big pimping to four 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 two. Sure. You know what I mean. Feel yourself to grow the, up a little bit. Yeah. Like I went to like being a like lot. when I was a kid. I remember watching the big pimping video, being like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just because like, and then you get older, and then it was like blueprint dropped, and you're like. Fuck man, this is like so cool. This is where he's at, and then just like so to get where we are now is just like 
It's just so good. Is man. there yeah. like an analogous point? And so I just feel like it's such a uniquely 2017 thing for like a middle aged rapper to be yeah. able to come out and be like, this is how I've matured as a man. Yeah. And like, this is how my attitudes towards women have shifted. Like, I just feel like that's such untrodden territory. And he it just is. proved, Nobody and he proved that it. there's like a whole different type of album that can of be course. made. He's proving how to be a middle aged rap star. Rap it's is, coming though. Rap is so new. This is the first, yeah. like, this is only the second generation of rappers who have been this old and still been in the limelight. Yeah. Because the early guys fell off. Uh-huh. Like the okay. first rappers yeah. fell off Hard. when they got old. Yeah. Or just or about died. like his, or died or just whatever. Like, like we his never image got is so like people. inextricable from Beyonce's at this point. And yeah. last year was the lemonade year, and I remember that dropping and like, you know, after the initial like fear cool- cooled down and we were like, oh, this was definitely released like fully with Jay-Z's permission. It wasn't like a screed. Right. Yeah. But right. also like she half the album is calling him a piece of shit yep. and then you're kind of like where where do you go from there yeah. as an extension well, of Well that this? was everyone were like is this like the case is, so is no more Jay-Z like that's kind no, of what people he, thought yeah he, uh, he just incredible guy. there's never going to be no more Jay-Z true but uh, it felt like it felt like it for a minute after yeah, it was like it like, was like you wondered what was going to happen the pop culture i mean the like the collective conscious swirled around Beyonce so like right. fervently yeah, uh, but, uh, but yeah. the it is amazing, like the way that rap is growing at both ends. Like with the with the older people putting Two Chains is pretty old, and Two he's Chains putting out old. amazing music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay Z. I mean, this album, yeah, completely showing us how like a rapper can be like in his forties and contending with like real life issues. I think he's on the forefront yeah. of that. Like, yeah. I think that Kanye kind of got is lost in the sauce maybe right now a little bit. <laughs> like, I, I still, think he'll come back. I think late right. next year, twenty nineteen. Like, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I but hope like, so. right, right, like right now, as far as like what older rappers are doing and like where it can go and stuff, yeah. he's the one pushing it forward. And it was just like, just like for rap, it was just like a big, great cool production thing. by No ID. Like, yeah, killed it on shit, there. It was so good. Uh, and then like. Even live, the songs he did live, oh, were, oh he was God. so good live, man. It was nuts. The it was fact ju- that I heard his tu- his tour was having trouble selling in Portland, and like, uh, I, like his here's not selling that well, like anywhere, just in general. The three of us could, uh, if you're like, <laughs> if you like Jay Z at all, go see this fucking it tour. Was, it's amazing. He did everything I wanted. Dude, I just to talked do. to Helen. She got a ticket for forty three dollars to go in Portland. Spend the forty three dollars to go. I mean, just it's, that's wild. It was. It was such a good concert. Yeah, and it was just, yeah, great album by my favorite rapper. And it was just like, it was right on time. He just, yeah, it was so good. The, mm-hmm. the third verse, like, I mean, going back to what you were saying about uh, this is the same dude who did, like, Big Pimpin'. Yeah. And then, like, the third verse on the song 444, where he's just like, and if my children knew, I don't even know what I would do. If they didn't look at me the same, I would probably die with all the shame. You did what with you? You did what with who? What good is a menage a trois when you have a soulmate? You risk that for blue. If I wasn't a superhero in your face, my heart breaks for the day. I have to explain my mistakes and the mask goes away and Santa Claus is fake. And you go online and see for blue's tooth, the tooth fairy didn't pay. Like it's fuck, man. man. Like yeah. he's talking you about like, all that for blue is yeah. like the line That's of the year. So to me. I have like goosebumps just from like thinking about that. He's oh, man. He's so it's like hard to like not get or he's just so good. And he's like. He just understands where he's at as an artist. Yeah. And like he's really in tune with like what he feels like he need the music he needs to put out. It wasn't even a long album and I no. played it forever. And like, ba- and it had ba- like Bam was a banger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And Story and, of OJ, like that's still I still listen to that. That's all yeah. cool. uh, but like yeah, Fantastic. he uh I didn't mind the low key anti Semitism. I don't think he meant it that way. I don't think so <laughs> either. <Yeah. laughs> 
He also has said that before on other songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, tight, like I was we're born not in Jewish, a great time like, for anti-Semitism in pop culture. No. But that one didn't really didn't really register me for me. Me neither. I heard it and I was like, ah, Jay-Z, fine. fine for the Jews. <laughs> How do you think? Just fine. It's well, weird because he's like about... saying the Jews own all the property. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not true. It's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. We own you know, a lot of it. You know who gets protested at all the fucking anti-landlord shit in Crown Heights? Yeah. Like, it's all asshole Orthodox, Orthodox Jewish Jews. landlords. Yeah. They give I us all a bad name. Life about that. But that's neither here. You leave us cultural Jews alone, though. We don't own anything. <laughs> we don't. All we own We're is as like... buried by student debt as everyone else. Yeah, We're exactly. Fine. <laughs> you I don't even own these shorts. <laughs> you know how the cultural Jews own all the cool jackets? <laughs> Credit. I don't know. Uh, they got lids a lot. What know? do we have? <laughs> what do we even have? <laughs> um, but yeah, 444 was such a great album. Yeah, yeah really good. Yeah, good tour time. was great. I loved it. And again, an exciting way to see like what older rappers can be. Because he is, I mean, I'm not to like dwell on it for too long because, of course, we're running long already as it is. But like, <laughs> oh, <God>. um, <laughs> so rap is young, but it's not as young as it's like, I mean, so if rock and roll started in what the mid 50s, rap late, started late 70s, late 70s. So we're now in like, you know, you're in, yeah. the, we're in like, yeah, like 38, f- 40 years of rap. So when this is like the '90s for rock, right? I mean, like, yeah, I guess the yeah. early '90s. So it's like amazing, like it's amazing that rap is still growing in that way. It definitely it's, and like younger rappers too are getting like weird and like doing weird shit. Rappers yeah. just started taking drugs. Yeah, remember growing up, rappers never talked about doing. Well, and I saw ever they did cocaine, ever. maybe ever cocaine no, and not weed. It maybe. was like. Three Six Mafia talked about coke a little bit, yeah, but like no rappers talked about doing drugs. Yeah, other than like yeah. Curtis blowing them. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, that was that selling drugs. Shit. That was all selling drugs. Yeah. yeah, White Lines was like they were doing coke, but that song's about like, hey, don't do cocaine. You right. Know what I mean, even though he was doing cocaine, even though it was straight up a lot of coke. coke. Yeah, yeah. I like the nice rap too. Like how rap has kind of moved into this realm of. We're gonna rap about nice. Oh, things. like the kids. Yeah, yeah. Just I don't, we're gonna be happy. I don't super understand the kids because they're saying <laughs> grimy shit with a big smile on their face. Still, I don't. I don't trust them. Yeah, like, like, like Yachty's really smiling. I'm not gonna give then, you a bunch of money and ask you to deposit it for me. You yeah. Know? Sometimes you listen to what he's saying, you're like, oh, this is still like gully. Yeah. Same with like young thug. misogynistic gully. Shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, young thug is just like saying shit. Yeah. And then you're like, oh no, he said he just bought a Bentley and a bitch came with it. Yes. <laughs> So he was wearing a beautiful Yves Saint Laurent dress. He has a beautiful relationship with his fiance. Yeah. Doesn't all good. He, doesn't he also only eat candy? And then, like, no, he gets like nutrients via like shots in his butt. Yeah. Really? Like, he's a weird. Yeah. That's a weird. I mean, fella. my friend once remarked to me that he's like, I feel like Young Thug is like our version of like a Prince or a David Bowie, yeah. where you're like, that guy's an alien. Yeah. Like, that guy's yeah. not a human being. Yeah. It's a Jeffrey. weird. And it's thing cool that that person can be a rapper, where oh, it used right? to be like a rock star or an R and B star, and now it's like, now you can no, be a rapper. Dude in Atlanta. Rappers can be weird. Oh, it's the best. Rappers weren't weird before. <laughs> no, Yachty's That's weird why all the Old guys are freaking out so much, I think. Yeah, right. That's why like, uh... we had to wear Timberlands in the at the beach. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are just out here. You're wearing, wearing swim trunks at the Grammys. That SNL sketch where Pete Davidson plays. Like, I think his character's name is like Lil Doodoo. Oh, yeah, but it's Lil like Doodoo. the SoundCloud yeah. rapper versus like the super old school guys. Yes. And I, my friend was like, this sketch is kind of better as a piece of rap criticism than comedy. All but right, it right. is a good piece of rap criticism. And shout so. out to Zach Fox on Twitter who made that joke first and it's one of those weird SNL 
Oh like, no! Did they steal it? I didn't see that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh please, no. If it was of course stolen, it's not your fault. Sucks. It was a funny sketch, but it was like it's one of those things where like SNL did it. Is it? Is it just a zeitgeist shared thing? observance, or yeah. did like one of their writers like on coke at four in the morning see that tweet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, sure. we're going a lot of directions anymore. today. I know okay. a lot of well, shots fired for the last one of the year. SNL steals a lot of shit. They do and they they do and they always have. But like that's Marissa, can you edit a flame on top of that? <laughs> like an air horn? Yeah. <laughs> Scream. <laughs> <laughs> Head go. <laughs> Young flame guy. No shade on anyone who works at SNL or anything like that, but like I mean, yeah, they I mean that's they've they've yeah, done that shit. Because um, they have I mean, because it's a it's a it's a that is a machine. It's a machine. I, would, I don't understand why anybody wants that. It's job. a desperate machine, dude. I, that job seems so hard. so hard. <laughs> yeah. Like it not. Uh, Sean, you have the <laughs> third pick. Uh, we're gonna pick the Oscars blunder for best oh, picture. Yes. Oh, the uh, Moonlight. Fucking okay. insane. I picked La La Land last year, and I feel like weirdly vindicated. So, like, we can talk about the actual event, which was crazy. Yeah, but like. Now La La Land is not the evil white movie that took Moonlight's Oscar. And I think right. the event, the brouhaha kind of sucked because it eclipsed, like we were talking more about the wrong announcement than yes. the fact that a $1 million indie movie about black gay love in Miami right. won best picture at the Oscars. Right, which is wild. By a second time director. like, And that's what's so fascinating about that blunder is because it was almost like that La La Land, like, fuck you, La La Land, and then Man, it wasn't. It was good for both movies. It it's, was crazy. It was really the best yeah. outcome. Yeah. Can I say, maybe controversial opinion, Man, I really hated La La Land. You didn't like it? I could not, not. a controversial opinion like at all. Your alley. Wow. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, know did, uh... I saw it specifically because everybody was talking about it. It was like that or Moonlight. And I saw Moonlight and I was like, saw that twice. And then I was like, well, we'll, we'll go see La La Land. Saw it with my boy Johan Miranda one more time. And uh, fuck, I hate it. You hate it? Oh, my God. I just like because I saw I hadn't seen Moonlight and then I was like this is just like white people <laughs> dancing in the sky okay yeah. I that, literally gave Jesus. there's an event and called then they, and then he stole like John Legend was the bad guy no he's no. not no he is not he's okay not I literally guy. gave a whole I gave a whole uh, there's an event called Drunk Ed formerly Drunk Ted Talks and I gave a whole speech called La La Land is Good comma actually wherein <laughs> I white wherein <laughs> I white explained La La Land but I Literally, if you read the script, I think John Legend is supposed to be right. Like, what he says is correct. What the music he makes, like, is... In the script, it's literally like, this is good music. Right. And, like, if you look at it, I think the best way to view the film is, like, it's about an episode in Emma Stone's life. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. kind of a... I see it as, like, it's a movie about how you can be in a relationship that's good for you, but is not meant to be forever. And so he's just, like, this guy she dated that ends up, like you know owning a club but like she's a movie star right yeah. so like i don't think it was supposed i'm like a big defender of it on the white splain jazz front because i don't think like damien chazelle's first movie is literally about how asshole dude bros ruin jazz with their ego contest right. like that is what whiplash is about right. so right, i think right, he knows right. what he's talking about so ryan but, gosling's supposed to be kind of a putz like yes. like with bad oh, opinions he's yeah. a huge putz yeah I, just, <laughs> I don't know and I, I i'm sure there are a lot of reasons that i just like watching it just on a visceral level i just was like is it because we just make him is we just make gosling a hero because he's so handsome we want to yep. root for him no, so we assume he's I, the hero in the movie I, I, he was great 
Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Just while we're praising Gosling, I thought he was so good in Blade Runner 2049. I still haven't seen that. Also, oh, oh my God, I saw it twice in theaters. Watch Alone and Destroy. So wonderful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to, I need to, I should have seen it in theaters. It was a busy time. It uh, was a good theater movie, but, yeah. um, yeah, I was so glad Moonlight won. And it was also just, again, while we're talking about monoculture, it was like one of those things where you're like, I'm so glad I'm watching this live and yeah. it can't right. be captured in like the next day winter roundups. It was like, oh, shit. Like yeah. something really bad. One of those happened. things like, is this you were real? glad you were watching TV. It yeah. was nuts, man. Just seeing it live. Like they really fucked up like that. Yeah. That actually happened. And then you start all the conspiracy theories. So where come do you, out. yeah, where do you place the blame? I mean, what was the whole thing? They gave him the wrong envelope. Is that what everybody? Well, but then Warren Beatty kind of deflected it to Faye Dunaway. Yeah, but I just think like no one was really at fault. There was some mistake, and now that we have so much distance from it, it's fine. Yeah. But it was just one of those things that's like, oh, even with like everything is micromanaged and you think you know everything and there was sort of like Wallen won so much that night and you just thought like, okay, that's it. It's just happening. Right. And you can still be like shocked. And I think you're also seeing the after effects of Moonlight winning on this current Oscar race. Like it is kind of crazy that like Florida Project, Call Me By Your Name, Get Out, like all of those being in the front runner conversation feels like a direct outgrowth of that movie being able to do so well at the Oscars. I like those. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I like those people that it was Clint Eastwood, right? Who Ooh. was who was reading it? Uh, oh, uh, uh, it was Fade Out Away and Warren Beatty. Yeah, yeah, Warren Beatty. I like the people that thought that it said Moonlight, and he was just like, "Fuck that," because <laughs> <laughs> there were people who yeah. straight up thought he's like, "Nah." That <laughs> he's just called an audible up there. <laughs> I think. I wish that, I think my I wish favorite that was you know, how that shit. I have faith enough in Annette Bening to think that she's like brainwashed him into being a good dude. Yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he liked. Lo- I think he liked Moonlight. I think he. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, totally. I think Warren Beatty's probably a pretty decent guy. Yeah, yeah. That's not Bullworth. Yeah, it's just Bullworth. such a crazy theory to me. Like, there's. No, he did not. People, <laughs> I think people think that like everything in sh- stuff, like show business and stuff, is like a lot more loosey goosey than right. it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. Like, la la land. Like, they think that with that uh, the Oscar for that uh, what's her face won for uh, my cousin Vinny too. Oh, with Marissa Tomei. Yeah, that somebody like fucked up. <laughs> this is um, insane. The moonlight come up. Excellent pick. Yeah. In the interest of time, I will now make my third and then fourth picks. <laughs> As it is. A serpentine draft. It is a serpentine draft. Uh, so with my third pick, uh, I'm going to go back I'm gonna go back to television, but I'm not going to take – I wonder if any of us will take it. Yeah, okay. I, th- I say you should just go ahead and take it. Just All right. I'll take it so we can talk about it. I have it. a long list. I have All options. Right. Uh I'm not going to take it. I'm going to take something else. All right. I got, I got to play the strategy. I'm taking okay. the Defiant ones, the HBO oh, documentary. Oh, yeah. You know, I watched the intro and really didn't like it. Yeah. And then I didn't finish it. So tell so me good. why it's so good. It is. I mean, it's just an amazing story. Once it kind of gets away, like Jimmy Iovine is like the crux of the beginning That's part the of it. That's the best part to me. I like yeah. the Jimmy Iovine story. But once it once it stops being just about Jimmy Iovine and more about the world that he was in, I think is when it gets like mo- like really interesting. And then the third the third installment of it, which is all about like Dr. Dre and like that era of hip hop is amazing. It's, they it's have, like, so good. It's so good. They have amazing interviews and like the stuff that they do about uh the Source Awards. Yeah. yeah, that shit, I was. I had always wanted to know well, what happened with Well, they got such that. a good candid interview with Snoop, which is one of my favorite things when he's just like, 
I could say whatever the fuck I want now. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got Dre calling Chuck Knight like a, an idiot, which is yeah. something that, like people didn't do back in the day. No, he's Crazy. just like Nas what was an interviewed idiot. during Nas was they interviewed Nas and he was like completely candid. It yep. was like I, just, I mean, I will say in terms of like late period music stuff, like I read the Jan Wenner biography. Oh yeah, so dishy, but it's all seventy five year old super rich rock stars who have nothing to lose. Exactly. So they're all just like. Totally casting shit about everyone, including yeah. on Winter. So, and in this, in the Defiant one, th- it's like I guess slightly younger people, but still people just like speaking completely. Yeah, they don't give a like shit complete, anymore. Snoop is being fully honest. Nas <laughs> is being fully honest. Yeah. I feel like it's also like you know I didn't realize until I saw the Defiant ones that like uh, there was no major uh, showcase for what Dr. Dre's personality is before. No. We didn't really know it. Like, because watching it, you're like, oh, this guy, the way he operates, he is like a weird artist guy. Yeah. You know, like, where he was like, I wear the same clothes every day. Yeah. And yeah. he just like fully. locks himself in, and, and you're just, and like how he can't get detox right and shit like that. It was just like, oh, this guy is like full on, like an artist. Like you don't, you there was no, you never knew that before because he plays it very close. This was such a big year of me like gaining more respect for the artistry, just specifically artistry of people who I already liked. Yeah. With the Dissect podcast, which I was thinking about taking, but I probably won't. But uh, (laughs) about Kanye and- uh, and It is mind blowing though. That thing is amazing. But just about him and my Dark Twisted Fantasy and then, uh, yeah, with Dr. Dre on this where you're like, oh shit, like that guy is like a tortured artist who's like an amazing producer. Detox was a joke to me before. Yeah. And then watching him work on it, you're like, this poor fucking guy. Yeah. Dude. He just wants it so bad. Oh, it's, and he wants it to be per- it's like he wants it to be his, o- it's it's his opus. He'll never put, it'll never come out. Nope. Or it'll come out like uh, like Brian Wilson's album did, like 30 years after it was supposed to, and yeah. nobody will care. Like, uh, <laughs> So if I can just sound my note of dissent, I will say the reason I did not watch the rest of it is yeah. like the cold open is basically like them talking about the beat steal, right? Yes. Yeah. And I mean, f- I was like, this is the worst possible like entry point. Terrible this. open. Like, I don't <laughs> care about how these dudes got super rich really recently after after a deal over a deal like no one is that excited about. And the fourth like, episode is that. That's some, the, yeah, that's the fourth start episode. Start with yeah. some like crazy anecdote. And I get that they sort of like needed a way to showcase like well, all the tr- talking heads they would have. Yeah. And that was cool just seeing all the famous faces. Yes. But I was like, is this what I'm going to be watching? Like, you, so you it's, get, it's good to hear that they recover that, from it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's it is it's four episodes long and it is three amazing episodes. Okay, total. you know, and then the like the last one's interesting. I don't hate the beats one because I also saw that video when it came out and I remember yeah. being like, "Whoa, <laughs> Dr. Dre's got a billion dollars!" Oh, and like Tyrese, right? And Tyrese, Tyrese, Tyrese is drunk. I did yeah. not see that video until I watched the Defiant ones. Oh, and I was like, "Holy yeah. shit!" Look well, at these and two. I have to, like as like sort of the culmination, and I do think it's interesting for someone to like really explain why it's such a big deal. Why someone like Dr. Dre yeah. becoming like you know someone like Dr. Dre becoming a billionaire it is. But, like, I needed the context first. I yeah. was like, don't lead with, like, okay, congratulations, you're all rich. I, I think that. what they were trying to do, and this is probably bad documentary making, which is weird because it's a good documentary. I think they were trying to, like, do that connective tissue between the beginning and the end, and yeah. here's how they got there kind of mm-hmm. thing. But it was off-putting. And I didn't like the fourth one as much as no. – it was interesting, it wasn't, but I was, the story is it felt like an infomercial for no, Beats a little it. bit. But the but those the It's all about ones. that third episode. That Amazing <clears throat> Bruce Springsteen stuff – too yeah, like about a what a ton of about what a maniac Bruce Springsteen is in the yep, studio. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and like how hard, it, like and how hard Jimmy Iovine works. Yeah, like, he was like are... chewing on tinfoil to stay awake to get like levels right because he was like falling asleep at the boards and everything. So nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like just I I watched it three times all the way through. Wow, because yeah. like I got, 
it came out and you watched the whole thing. And then yeah. we sat and watched it all together. <laughs> right. And I think you came guys. over yeah, yeah. and then we watched it all together. <laughs> and then I watched it again just later. So I love the Defiant ones. Yeah. Uh, but in the interest of time, we'll move on. Check that out if you haven't. Uh, with my fourth pick. Whew. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, take the TV. I'm not going to take it. I'm not gonna. I I'm, I'm I, looking at my last two picks, and I actually think I might not do a television one for. Really, I think I might not either. Oh boy! I know. I'm trying to think of what I enjoyed more. We, we can talk about it after, just briefly, even if I, neither one of us take it. Uh, okay, I'm going to take. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take. Okay, I'm going to take my my favorite song of the year. Nice. Which is. I never would have thought that this would be the person who made my favorite song of the year. It's it's insane to me that they did, but I'm taking Sign of the Times by Harry Styles. Yes. You were listening Welcome to it Welcome to the tribe. I love it. He it's... made a 70s style rock album. It's <laughs> yes. dope as hell. It's fucking good. He's, it's he's really a, good. And he's a good kid. I, and like his music is awesome. I Killer Mick Jagger impression. Killer Mick Jagger impression. keeps coming up, but... Uh, I was really, this year, though. Yeah, I was really won over by him, and I think it's cool that like it feels like an expression of individual taste and a couple of interesting songs. It's also interesting to me that it wasn't like the the sales blockbuster people kind of hoped it would be. No, and it's like he made something he liked. That's cool. Was it right? bad? Did it do bad numbers? Not it wasn't terrible. Bad, it's just yeah. like the solo, the like biggest star from One Direction making a solo album. Right. You would have expected it to do a little better than it did. Right. It's it's I like it, and I've listened to Zayn and uh, Louis. Tomlinson's music and everything, and like Harry's is by far my favorite. Yeah, I at the Late Late Show, I work with our executive producer is this guy Ben Winston. Oh right, yeah, who was basically like the sixth member of like One Direction. He directed a bunch of their music. Well, they videos did, there was and, that Rolling Stone profile that Cameron Crowe wrote about yeah. like the the life that Harry was living, yeah. and he basically lived like in his attic, right, at, at Ben Winston's house. Yeah, yeah, and so like they're very close. So like I've like been in that work because I've been on Late Late Show since day one, so I've been in that world. Like Harry Styles was one of our first like really big guests, you know. Like, awesome. are you allowed to say whether he's cool in person? I could. He, if Harry is, <laughs> yeah. Harry's super cool in person. Okay, all, great. In fact, all those kids are like super nice in person. That's interesting. Uh, really? Yeah, they're all just like they're all like quality dudes. I don't. I like the miracle. I would if I could talk shit about him. I would talk shit about him. But like, <laughs> they've all been they've all been so nice. Like Harry Styles was cool. He when he was he's been on the show and done like segments and like. He just guest hosted because Corden had a baby, and Harry oh, Styles yeah. came in with like two hours notice and was like guest hosted the show for That's us. Awesome. Oh, how did you? He did great. I mean, for like someone who's a musician, Brian Cranston did it the next night and fucking murdered it. <laughs> I recommend watching that if you haven't seen it. Like Brian Cranston, it's just this weird thing where Cranston hosts a late night show and like fully, it's almost like actor fantasy camp because it's a thing we're all aware of. Yeah, and he's an amazingly talented actor, so he's like. Oh, so for one night I get to be David Letterman. You know, so he came in and just fucking like crushed it. But um, it's also it's like there's not enough rock on top forty anymore, no. or not enough just like people playing instruments on mm-hmm. top forty anymore. And like I feel like of all the big albums this year, Lana's is like that. Yeah. Although it was a little too long, but I also really like that. But like I can't even think of many musicians who were that big who insist on like recording with an actual band right. and like yeah, because yeah, because like. Lord was all that's all pop that's right for the most part. She, she yeah. and Marin, uh, okay, I'm just gonna spoil it. Melodrama was gonna be one of my big oh, picks. So maybe talk, we, okay. yeah, 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 we'll talk about it. We'll talk about that. Then. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, but here, so just back to the sign of the times, it's 
His voice is amazing on it. I mean, he's got it, he's got like a pretty good voice and like I agree. Yeah. He it sounds like something that fucking like Axl Rose would have sang if he wasn't such a scumbag. Like I would love to hear Axl Rose sing Sign of the Times. I think it would uh-huh. be It's also interesting amazing. that on that album there are like songs where he talks pretty openly about just like sleeping with a groupie for a night and yeah. still manages to make it sound like romantic and he doesn't sound like an asshole. Right. Doesn't it's come just out like, good. oh, this is just something that, you know, happens. It's not We've Got Tonight by Bob Seeger. Right. It's like it's something like a little bit nicer. <laughs> but Sign of the T- it's just it's a huge wall of sound type song. There's these like Oh, like the these soaring like strings in it and everything, uh, like song sounds that you haven't heard since like Elton John was making like pop rock songs and stuff like that. Uh, I just loved it. It's yeah, and it's like definitely my favorite shower song of the year. (laughs) Important, important notch for you. It is a good shower song. You gotta gotta get your day right. So. That's so, Sean. It's time for your fourth pick. All right, check out that Harry Styles song. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Curb Your Enthusiasm coming back. Okay, interesting. I'm gonna do that and I, this mixed is... reception on that. I noticed, huh? I said mixed reception for the season. Yeah, and I truth be told, because I don't want to lie to listeners, I haven't finished it. I See, haven't either. Me neither. And, also, and full that, disclosure, but it's exactly a... like there are sort of shows where I'm like, oh, I decide it's bad and I don't want to keep watching it. Yeah. But then there are shows where I'm like, I don't really have a problem with it, but I notice I have a problem with it because I don't feel compelled to catch up. I have up. a painting of Larry David in my house. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it. Is I it like impressionist or it's like him cubist as Mona Lisa. or is it just like a totally straight painting of Larry David? Him is the Mona Lisa. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's great though. But the show, yeah. like I've what I've seen, so the only reason I haven't finished is because my HBO password is no longer on my computer because the people I was using theirs from, they don't have HBO anymore. Tales Otherwise I would have watched it. Like You've I'd watch it in there. bed, but... It, the episodes I've seen are so great, and just a show that can be that good for so long. Like when you look at Seinfeld and then Curb, and then how they did the Seinfeld reunion on Curb, and it was good, and now they're in the new season, and it's still good. It's just crazy to me. Yeah, I also think like I watched a lot of Curb leading up to the premiere, and I don't think the gap in quality was as big as some people thought it was. It was very so. much still Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah, and there were some great moments. Yeah, yeah. I think it was more. Because he'd been away for so long, he just tried to stuff so much into every episode. It kind of got away from him at some points. Uh I can see that. And just, like, even throughout Curb, just, like, the progression of it from, like, a super, like, almost, like, blurry, boxy, lo-fi, whatever that they were working with in season one to, like, it looks like an actual TV show. That is, yeah. yeah. And I've also heard it's gotten a little less improvisatory and a little more written, which which I think you can hear. Yeah. But, like, I don't don't have a problem with that. Like, He's been making it for like seventeen years. He knows like, what he, he knows how to make funny TV. Yeah, yeah. God, has it? Been, it's been that long. Oh yeah, it's a pre nine well, eleven show. Like, in, isn't its it? later, <laughs> in its later yeah. seasons, it was basically every other year. And I also, yeah. which is another thing I really like and respect about it, and it, the same thing is true of Atlanta, and the same thing is true of Master of None. That people can just kind of be like, in this current creative climate, if you have the creative capital to do it, you can just be like, I don't, I know I want to make another thing eventually. Yeah. But not right now. Not now. Yeah. 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 Yep. And like. I'm going to go be rich for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also like the I fact that Larry David even feels compelled to do literally anything ever is I'm saying pretty, we're lucky for amazing. that. Yeah. yeah. He, it's, and I was, uh, the, another thing I like, especially in this era of like tel- comedy on television, and it's the same way I feel about The Good Place and Curb, is like, oh, it's just funny. Yeah. That's, uh-huh. that's really nice. You know, yeah. like it's no shade on transparent. And I mean, but like, you know, for that to be like the comedy, sh- winning all these comedy, it's funny, 
But I couldn't like, get into it. Man, it's I'm hard. transparent. It's hard yeah. to well, have. Well, now you got you now got you an excuse. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, I will say, like the fourth season of the show is just a step down creatively. It's really good, and there are funny moments on it. But it's a dramedy, and yeah. it's also like it's it's only classified as a comedy for length and awards reasons. Yes. But yes, like it is good to have a show that is purely comedic, and then also like. It is a show that's openly about rich assholes, which I think a lot of people were put off about that because we're in a particularly exaggerated moment of rich assholes ruining the country. But, like, it is so unabashed about being about extremely wealthy people and about how, like, the reason he's able to focus on these, like, ridiculous breaches of minor etiquette is because he has nothing else to worry about in the entire life. He doesn't give a shit. That's what's always been fun about One of the best seasons (laughs) about buying a restaurant. So it's like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Or, like, his golf club and its membership policies is, like, a recurring problem. He cares so much about it. So much. It's, oh, man. Uh, excellent pick, David. It's time for your fourth pick. My fourth pick, kind of a weird pick, but it's just like, <laughs> oh, really? It was set. Come on, <laughs> you do that to me in front of my friends. Uh, <laughs> it was just I usually don't. It was such a big deal, and I usually don't pay attention to this stuff. So that's how I felt. Felt it was so big, Anna, because I picked Jay before. Beyonce's pregnancy pictures. Uh-huh. Oh, it was just like it rocked the internet, and you watch it. It was just a really cool thing. Apparently, Facebook slash Instagram had a booth at their holiday party where you could like take a fake Beyonce pregnancy that's picture funny. against like a flower wall with a that's, veil. That's how big that was. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. was like that was. It was just like a weird thing where I was like. Whoa, this is cool. It's cool that it did that. Although I will say, I was talking to a friend about this. I feel like it sort of disrupted the Beyonce equation where, like, I like it when her fans are able to be like, oh, she's like a goddess. She's like divine. When she uses that iconography, I'm a little bit like, let the fans, like, fill in that gap. You know, oh, don't, yeah. like, feel like, she was don't like overtly it. present yourself as this, like, divine feminine, like, the Venus on the tortoise. Because then you worry that she might be a psycho. I mean, like, you know she's a psycho. You can't be that famous and rich without being a psycho. (laughs) And, like, and you're right. Like, the fact that it penetrated the culture as much as it did is kind of... It was, like, it was huge. It's, like, a testament to success. But at least for me, it's, like, I like it more when, like, she just does, like, a super cool thing and then everyone else freaks out and, like, hypes it up into this big thing. Like the day Lemonade dropped. Yes, exactly. It was a carryover of the imagery she used in the Grammys performance, which was pretty amazing. Uh, was just it? Like, yeah, like just very, well, very she floral. She's still pregnant, right? And yeah, then she very, wore, like, which is the crazy. Headdress. Very pregnant. I saw because I was I got to write on the Grammys last year. Uh, same year I was nominated for the Emmy. And uh, <laughs> did you go to the gym that year? Checking now. Yeah, I w- huh? Did you go to the gym that year? Several. Imagine several all this dozen times. while going to the gym every single day. It's crazy that one man was able it's to incredible. accomplish all this. A Jewish man. Yeah, <laughs> you're Jewish. Much of the emails will be working on the Grammys this year. So imagine this year, but last year. Uh, no, but she was, so they tuck us under the stage, the writers, so we can like, if something happens during the show, we were able to like get it to the host. And So was um, Beyonce directly above you? She was directly, because cr- we're oh in this, God. so there's like the talent has to go through the hallway that we're like kind of like hidden in. <laughs> You're crouched in. And like <laughs> the, the gremlins. Yeah, we're like, yeah, <laughs> like huddled over our laptops wearing like, yeah, 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 yeah. suit like ties over like fucking. <laughs> You're wearing a hoodie and a suit and tie. <laughs> Literally wearing a hoodie and a suit and tie. <laughs> oh my God. Writer uh, uniform. And uh, so, but like she, so she's in this hallway across from us, fully pregnant, so pregnant, <laughs> holding. So her, 
the, the Grammys doesn't have like official like paper they give you to write your speech on or anything. So that means some Beyonce got a gold leaf piece of paper Which, with her speech written on it. She just got that from some. It's just gold. She's holding a piece of gold. She looks she's, gold. She doesn't write on she wood anymore. She's glowing. And her, she's got this perfect entourage of people, all of whom, none of them are in front of her. But none of them are that far back. They're surrounding her, but also giving a room. They're all standing like uniformly six inches behind her in this like half circle behind Beyonce. And you're just like looking at her. You're like, oh my God. You're, you're just, it, you really, it really takes your breath away. She's amazing. Just, she's, she's amazing. A- and it's not even just because she's famous. Because I see like in my sure. line of work, get to see famous people all the time. But there's something about just every. There's something about everything about Beyonce. If that she's makes got, sense, she's got the thing. She's, she's got, just got it all. Yeah, and, and it feels it. good to be able to totally like lose your perspective when it comes to a person. Like I've yeah. I've had people be like, I don't get why people about like Beyonce and Rihanna are like she doesn't give a fuck or like she's I will incredible. And I was punch like, anybody in the face feels, who doesn't get Beyonce. But it feels good <laughs> to just be like we have this one person that we can just place all our faith in. It feels so good. Yeah, yeah. For better or worse, it's great. I'm just, so excited for her next whatever she does. It's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. Just, she's like reinvented like the music industry and the album with yeah. like her last two mm-hmm. releases. We, it's I so... mean, we the, like the we get like so lost in the I mean, not lost in it, but yeah, the way she released Lemonade and like manipulates the record industry to her whim is amazing. And then also that album fucking was awesome. It was yeah. so good. Yeah. So, I hate so that I don't good. listen to it that much because I refuse to pay for title. I know, but I gotta get that illegal download. That shit is really fucking me up. I, yeah. also, like, <laughs> I can't. Pay Pay for title, and I like don't want to be the person who illegally downloads Beyonce because I respect her too much for yeah. it. But again, like the fact that I don't even listen to the album that much, and I could still probably recite every song from memory. It's a good sign. It's crazy. Illegally download it and then buy like one of the what's her clothing brand? Uh, <laughs> House oh. of Davia. No, Ivy Park. Ivy Park and the new one. Yeah, and then just buy some Ivy Park like uh, I need workout gear. That's yeah. a good suggestion. Yeah, that way you're breaking that. even with it. Yeah, it's right. solved. Is it uh, time for my my fourth and fifth? It is. Okay, well, I already spoiled this one, but um, just to wind up a little bit, just as you may have detected that Sean is from South Dakota and Ian is Jewish, you may have picked up that I am a white woman in 2017, (laughs) and therefore I am obligated to put Lord's Melodrama on this list. Holy shit. I mean, like, last year was such a big year for pop albums. It felt like every single major figure, you know, most importantly, Beyonce released something. So this year was, like, a little more sparse for pop. I feel like the landscape was a little freer. But she just made like what I think is unquestionably the best pop album of the year. It's fucking, it's, it's powerful. Amazing. It's, and I will say, I was worried when Greenlight came out. Yeah. And I was like, is this just going to be like a dinky Jack Hanoff dance album? Yeah. But it's such a complete statement. And also, like, I thought her first album was so beautiful and impressive. And yeah. she doesn't play instruments, as we were talking about earlier. And I highly recommend listening to her Mark Marin podcast because he, like, kind of gives her shit about that. Yeah. It's very, she went on WTF. God damn it, Mark. She went on WTF, and it's such an amazing example of like Mark Marin as bad interviewer makes him a good interviewer. Yeah, because he literally does not know that her name is not Lord. <laughs> He's like, uh, you guys have, like you have a real name, right? And she's like, yes, it's Ella. And I'm it's, listening. I'm like, it's on her Wikipedia. It's on Wikipedia, page. Mark. Does not take a lot of research. <laughs> That's to not do who, you guys. <laughs> who are you guys? So, so who they, are you guys? but they heard guy is Paul Simon, and they sing Paul Simon together. Yeah. It's really beautiful, but it's really funny because he's sort of like, 
oh, you don't play any 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 instruments. Isn't that like kind of sad? And she's like, no, it, it I can like express myself really well because yeah. of that. And she writes all her own lyrics. I think she has a specificity that we're really not used to having in radio pop. Yeah. There was that amazing profile where Max Martin kind of famously said of Greenlight, this is imperfect songwriting, which is just such a way of like, she makes pop that sounds like it comes from a single person's brain. And yes. clearly it doesn't actually do that, but... But the, just to be able to pull that trick is amazing in this day and age when everything else is so like produced to like the nth degree. Also, and she's, overly written. She's yeah. like young, 20. right? Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. twenty. Yeah. Like, her first yeah. album was when she was sixteen, and like that's fucking crazy, which is crazy. <laughs> I was and, not doing that shit when I was. 16. You know, I could she, barely she, read. she also <laughs> just has a persona. She's so self possessed, <laughs> and like. She's really one of those people who gets me on weeping and emotional because it's like if this were like top forty when I was in high school did not have a lord type figure. I when, could think, how old, where when were you in high school? That's I was a weird like, question. Like, like, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to place us if yeah. we're like the same. I was like a uh, late aughts, so late like aughts. it oh, was okay. like Barbie era, like pink hair Nicki Minaj, red yeah. era Taylor Swift, and I was like, this is all fine, but there was no one on that level. Like I had to go to sort of like the next step down to Pitchfork Core. Yeah, and I remember listening yeah, yeah, to Royals yeah, yeah, yeah. and thinking like of her first album. I like this album. I think it if if it had maybe the same level of audience of like Purity Ring, just to pick someone else at the time. Ooh, it, I love it's Purity already, Ring. It's already pretty good. Yeah. But it was the fact that, like, this was playing on top 40 and she's selling mm-hmm. out arenas and she is the same reach as someone like Taylor Swift that, like, really gets me in my feelings. Yeah. It's like, if this was available to me in high school, I feel like I would have felt a little more represented. We didn't have know. that when we were in high school. We were, I was. <laughs> I was 2003 when I graduated. Oh, you were five, four, five. I was 2000. 2000. Play, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. You had it wasn't bling, anywhere bling. quite like Lloyd. Huh? <laughs> you had bling bling. Yeah. Every time I come around the city. And it's, yeah. I don't mean that as a bad but thing. But just the album itself is like, <laughs> it's, a compa- it's a compact statement. Yeah. It starts dancey and then it fits through so many different moods. There's so many like little lines I'll just like quote to myself. And, you know, she makes like a very unrelatable experience, which is basically like, I got too famous. So my boyfriend broke up with me. Yeah. And then I had like a bunch of crazy partying experiences because I was like living alone at 20 and didn't have any and but it's not like oh i'm losing all perspective and she frames it in such a human way i was just so blown away and like i'm not the best at keeping up with music and that was like i had no problem just totally saturating myself in that's that your album, album. Yeah. so great yeah Fantastic. um so just to keep with the theme uh my fifth pick is just deliberately broad i'm gonna go with female action heroes oh yeah, yeah. Of, of which my main examples will be i feel like we got to talk about wonder woman uh, Robin Wright in Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman, Atomic Blonde, mm-hmm. and I just saw Star Wars, but so no spoilers. But I thought about this last night because I was watching Star Wars, and you know, there's obviously a training scene where Ray is like whipping around a lightsaber and just being really impressive. And I was watching it, and I was like, "This is a scene that is about like a woman's physicality. It is about her using her body, and the ca- the way the camera portrays it is completely designed to make you go look how powerful this person is, as yeah. opposed to just like oh like look at her like using like waving her body around like, right or that she's her. like be- be- like uh, in the past that would be like she's doing a gymnastics floor routine but just with a sword you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and like for some reason she like her midriff is exposed right. she's wearing short shorts right. for like aerodynamics sake right exactly yeah even though it's a hand to hand combat situation and all the yeah. dudes are wearing thick furs <laughs> yeah thick yeah. furs yeah. Yeah. so I was definitely <laughs> and like, oh my god! Did you see that picture that was like uh, the Amazons and Wonder Woman versus like Zack Snyder's Amazons? Oh, oh my god! But you know, I think yeah. like when it came to Wonder Woman, there was a lot of you know, look what a you know 
how a woman is going to present a female hero. And I totally agree with that. But I also think it's important for a male director to do it just to show that, like, it's not right. in- inherent right. that dudes have to be creepy when they're filming women's bodies. Right. You can you can still, like, respect her athleticism, which I thought was great. But, like, Wonder Woman was also really interesting. Like, I didn't respond to it as much as, like, a girl power thing. But, like, it made so much money because so much. it's great. people just really smashed. wanted that. Yeah. But Gal yeah. Gadot seems pretty likable too. Yeah, she's yeah. really nice. She is. She's very likable. That GQ profile that Katie Weaver wrote. Yep, was, Katie yeah, Katie Weaver. Very I mean, did you watch Justice League? They literally just like tacked on a scene at the beginning yeah. where she's just like flexing because they were clearly like, okay, we got to give the people what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah It's yeah, completely yeah. unrelated to anything else that happens in the movie. And I it's probably just won't there. see Justice League, it's but it's good. Very bad. bad. <laughs> These guys are of two minds about it. I don't think it's terrible. <laughs> I'm gonna. I know You've been you saying hit. some shit this whole week. Chris, Chris Paul's Chris ugly. Chris Paul's ugly, dude. Don't even bring <laughs> that shit back up to me. We almost got in a three. We almost got in a five way fist fight last night. Yeah. Sean, Sean thinks Chris, stop Paul saying Chris ugly. Paul's ugly. I don't even. But were you, so were you guys Wonder Woman fans? Yeah, I loved it. Oh yeah, I it. yeah. So course. I felt like put in a weird position as a woman, not <laughs> liking it that like, much. I was sort of like. I'm annoyed both by like feeling like I should be shilling for a multi-billion dollar entertainment product, but I'm also really mad at like every man I saw who was like, how could people relate to it? Right, because it's I a little know. bit like Exxon's new feminist gasoline. Yeah, right? yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely like a very neoliberal movie and also just like, of course, a a woman only gets a superhero movie like 1800 movies into the superhero right. wave. There's so many. And There's so many. God, there it's are a lot. All, like when it gets made, it's like a pretty cut and dry superhero movie with like a shitty nonsensical third act battle. Yeah. There were great parts of it, but I was a little like, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess this is what we're going to get. But I mean, for a DC movie too, though. Oh, yeah. Right? It's yeah, the, like, best, that's the like, best that's DC movie. That's best showing. Oh, it's definitely wild. the best DC Way movie. By far. Period yeah. ever, I think. Yeah. yeah but they don't, they Atomic don't do Blonde. Right. Totally incoherent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> makes no sense. I don't care. This is the this is the era of the incoherent makes no sense enjoyable action movies. But it's also like incoherent, not for like the actual action I can follow. Yeah. It's just everything oh, around plot, it. Oh, that movie. Oh, no. I, didn't, I watched it in my buddy's. Like I was all sleepy, but like <laughs> it was. I just didn't. It looked great. It looked rad. I don't know. That's but all it's I can like say John Wick. Atomic I was going to say like a John Wick like, where you're like, like go fuck some. shit It's up. one of the John Wick co-directors. Go who fuck, made it, right? Go fuck some shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and it's yeah. also just like there's so few things that are made like for movie stars anymore, which is also it's not even on my power rankings. So I'm just going to slip in a reference to it here. Like Big Little Lies. Like yeah. that is just like. Give an actress a platform and they will just fucking own it. Right. Go and that was Charlize yeah. Theron being like, I'm going to flex. Yeah. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is about me and, and you are here for me. And Speaking of people who seem cool, Charlize seems fucking cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bet she's the best. She, uh, <laughs> when I worked for Chelsea Handler, they those two would party all the time. <laughs> like, oh, all, you would all They'd be like both out drunk at like 5 a.m. Like, we have a show tomorrow. <laughs> 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 this is making me depressed. Uh, I know. God, how do they keep? I'm, I was in bed at like 11 last night I, I, oh, not, I definitely I beat like you I to not. it I yeah. was like I saw a movie and then I watched another movie at home yeah I've done what I need to do that sounds perfect but it was just like a really cool time for either like reinventing a franchise with a woman a long delayed franchise with a woman or just like making a fun summer movie with Charlize Theron kicking ass yes. and it was like this is hitting all my buttons so yeah. go Hell see yeah. Star Wars and and picks and, that was- <laughs> and picks, David. Excellent, excellent picks, David. It's time for your final pick. 
Oh, yeah. So this is weird. <laughs> okay. Uh, not, I said that before every pick. I just feel like it was the most 27 thing. Uh, that bully kid. What bully kid? The kid who got bullied and he oh, and, and then, 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 and then his mom's trash. Yeah, I feel like that's just the most. The way that whole thing went down is just so indicative of right now. Like we don't is really everyone, know what's going on. It's extremely right is now. Is everyone it's, here familiar with the term milkshake duck, or yes. do I just spend too much time on the? Internet? I don't know. I, I know milkshake. No okay, so there was a very good tweet that just like compounded this whole process. By pixelated that boat was like, is the name of the user. Yeah. Hey, the tweet is basically uh, by pixelated boat is like. Oh, look at Milkshake Duck, the duck everyone likes yeah. because it's, it drinks milkshakes. Yeah. The internet is obsessed and with then, Milkshake Duck. Pause. Yeah. We regret to inform you the duck is racist. Yeah. And it was just like like that thing where it's like someone becomes a big deal and then you instantly find out they're problematic. Like Ken Bone yeah. was a big one. But I, yeah. that was also like I remember seeing like the super treacly like all the celebrities tweet solidarity. And yeah. I remember reading them being like, this can't end well. No. no. This is not, <laughs> <And it laughs> was was not going to end on a heartwarming note. And it slowly happened. Like he was like, like that MMA fighter was like, had that video where he was like, yeah, I reached out because I wanted to bring him to a fight, which is also, I don't really know. <laughs> Great way for like to console a bullied child right, like, to yeah. watch other people. I want him, <laughs> I want him to watch me beat Come the shit out Come see what those bullies are going to be doing later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> see them grown up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then like, and he, he was like, the kid's mom just wanted money. And then you see the pictures of them with all the Confederate flags. Yeah. And the stories that the kid was calling kids the N-word, which is like, now I'm pro-bully again. I know. I yeah. don't know what's happening. Yeah. Like, bullies. It was just like the most, <laughs> it was the most timely. It's just like, that's what we're doing now. That, that's an that excellent whole, pick. Is that's fully. Yeah, that whole story is just like, that's where we're at. Yes. And, uh, and it was crazy because I watched the video too and I was sad. I was like, totally. Oh man, this little, little guy. kid weeping in the car. We all bullied. Like, but yeah. then, you, but then you go back and you think, yeah, but what's going on? Like, why is his mom recording this? Yeah, that's it's like that what kid gets who made me. like eleven million dollars from like unwrapping gifts on YouTube. What? what? Oh, you guys haven't heard about this? No. I hate the internet so much. Yeah, there's basically like an entire YouTube channel where like they don't show the parents, they don't give any identifying information. Thank God no one knows where this kid lives, no one knows his last name. But like the entire premise of the YouTube channel is like his parents just like film him like playing with new toys and he like reviews them. Um and so many people watched it that he really, his parents, made $11 million in 2017, oh. which is like, that kid's going to grow up to be a racist. The future is horrible. Future milkshake duck. The future sucks. <laughs> what is going That's on? That's bananas. No. I have like $1,100. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I made five digits last year, this year. Oh, man. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> well, Sean, it's time for you our good vibes, man. It's time for you to bring us up out of the, out of the glum. Out of the gloom. Get us out the With slump. your final pick. Uh, it's. I mean, it's gonna be. Uh, and I'm not. I'm not political. Yeah. And it's good. You're that we're in political. Hurry, <laughs> You're a I'm gonna political pick uh, Roy Moore losing this uh, most recent election. Cool. So also like another not the definition of pop culture. Yeah, really. But again, we'll take really it. No, that mostly because Doug that's Jones. Politics. Like, Doug Jones single-handedly put "Teach Me How to Dougie" back in the zeitgeist. He did. I've read. The, I've heard that song. Mm. Like, a lot of us have been championing that <laughs> all year. Don't put that just on him. I just learned how to Dougie this year. <laughs> You're right. That. Yeah. I. I don't know why. I, yeah. I blew it on that so hard. I apologize. Don't right, do that. I apologize. No, no. You want to? Don't go. Don't go. All right. Let's talk. It's an actual piece it. of good news. Huh? So let's you talk have to about that. About it. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, it is kind of good news. That's why I was stoked to bring it up. But yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, you know. It shocked me how, how short the high lasted from that. Oh, it was like the, the next day. I was like, net oh, neutrality fuck. was gone the next day, yeah, right? Or like two days later. Fucking fuck agit pie. 
It was Fuck cool. that guy. <laughs> Fuck it. He I, is the most punchable guy. I hate that video. He's the most punchable guy. I hate he that video. That video? Here's what you can still do on the internet. Did you know like a fucking Pizzagator was in that video? <laughs> yeah, Pizzagate, yeah. Are I want to bully Agitpie <laughs> yep. so bad. I want to yeah. fucking pull that his pants down and then shove him over. More. I want him to have to like walk out of a room with his pants around his ankle doing that weird shuffle thing. Yeah, the duck walk. Yeah, the duck walk. Put a up his butt. Fuck. Make him walk the green mile. Yeah, exactly. Like 1950s style just a great example of like the Republican Party has just like owned itself so much that yeah. they can lose in Alabama. It was like they managed to have the worst of every single world. It's they like crazy. like they didn't endorse him at first and they pissed off the base. Then like after like a bunch of people came out and accused him of child molestation, they put the money back in the race. Yes. Which is like which is... if I were a Democrat, I would just use that in a campaign ad and like every like well-to-do suburb that's embarrassed by Trump yeah. is like these That's people this, put this money party. on a child molester. Not somebody else. These people did that. Yeah. yeah. Like, they just fucked the whole party. It's crazy. Because- a Democrat won in Alabama in 2017. That is oh, yeah. wild. Despite all their gerrymandering. Yeah. <laughs> so much gerrymandering. Did you see, 100%. like, the congressional district breakdown where it's like he won the election for the whole state, and yeah. if you broke it down, he would have won only one congressional district out, out of, like, five. seven? Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, they're down. bad about it down there. It's the, definitely black voter suppression and all that. Hundred percent. Like, With the, oh, shout out to black women. Yep. Oh yeah. Moves. Shout Most out edu- to the organization. Although I will also say another like online phenomenon I've observed is like the space between like dumb, uncritical, like neoliberal mainstream dem reaction and like the socialist left like backlash to it is nothing. So like at the same time, I saw tweets that were like. Like Mark Ruffalo being like, God answered my prayers and she's a black woman, yeah. black woman. And then a bunch of people being like, you know, like, A, they did work. They didn't just magically show up to the polls. Right. B, yeah. they voted to save themselves, not yeah. all of you. Like That is that is the most frustrating shit. Who uh, shout out to Janelle James. Great album that came out this year. Oh yeah. She tweeted like I'm sick of everybody saying this. We're trying to save ourselves. Like, shut up. Because it is like, yeah, they didn't do it for you. Yeah. We want, they want a good life as well. Right, exactly. They're not like, we got to make sure these. Yeah, yeah, it's not like, oh, it's time to knuckle up and save these white people (laughs) again. Ruffalo. Oh, did like, you see you the, about? the white vote breakdown that was like, it was really depressing because, again, like majority of white women in Alabama voted for, but voted for more as well as Trump. But then they broke it down. And it was like if you did evangelical white women or like white women who self-identify as evangelical was like 75% for women more. And yeah. then Jones won like non-evangelical white women, white women, which is also just like the way the religious right in this country has just like allowed themselves to be like represented by a child molester yeah. and a serial groper is like, man, remember family values voters? I know, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, evangelical Christianity is a religion of, I mean, of like the suppression of women. That's more than anything is that like the, you know, the woman should be at home safe and like looked yeah. after and the man should be out there. And it's about that more than Christ. I mean, that's been oh, made yeah. like very evident, you know. Yeah. Uh, I will also just say like my one out of the 53% number is I did look up the Jewish breakdown and 75% of Jewish women were for Hillary. Yeah. So that's how I sleep at night. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're not white. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, All right, yeah, Sean, who took the eclipse <laughs> and a Senate election in <laughs> Alabama. I haven't brought it. I just look it at was it like just popular things that culture. Happened I, in I know. 2017. I know. I I'm not. Don't do that. You stand behind it. You're fine. Well, I, if I'm wrong, it's if it's not debatable. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's very debatable. It's de- that yeah, it's being debated. <laughs> Listen, I'll, with my final pick, I'll do something that I, I'll, I'm, I'm about to go sampler platter almost. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> right? Oh, because shit. I need to like chicken rollers at Taco Bell. Ch- oh, fuck, I wish they're. Good. Did those didn't come out this year though? Did they? They re came out. Taco Bell is coming out with a California burrito that's not a California burrito, and I'm viscerally Wait, offended. Is there not, I'm ready for anything. I'm thrilled about it. There, there are not... fries in it, but it's like ground beef. I'm fine. That's fine. No. Yeah, sign me up. No, no, no. You're not, you're, this is an away game for you right now, <laughs> This is, but this I is have perhaps the, the most, this is the most pro Taco Bell podcast in the world. <laughs> I'm pro Taco Bell. <laughs> I just think they could have handled their promotion slightly better. Um. So in the in the spirit of like, female action heroes or just like more almost like all-encompassing pop culture things this was my year of like fully being a 33 year old white guy when it comes to music so i'm kind of like (laughs) like like i really threw myself into it and like you were on your pop shit this year i was on my shit so and what i'm doing is and i don't is the pick just music for me it's mute it's i'm like here I'll explain. I'll explain what I mean, and maybe maybe this will clarify for you. This year I got like really into LCD Sound System. Yes, and the War on Drugs. Oh, loved both their albums that came out this year, and saw them both in concert this year. So it was almost my like like thirty three year old ass yeah. white guy music. How was LCD Live? Amazing. How was that show? So fucking good. I liked Oh Baby and American Dream. I think both of those are great songs. Yeah. And the rest of the album kind of fades into the You didn't like Call the Police? It's good. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of American like- American Dream was by far- It's also like, if you best. have two great songs on a like late period comeback album, yeah. like, that's, that's, that's great. good. Yeah. yeah. They put, they played maybe two, three songs off that album, and the rest of it was all hits. Nice. Did you uh, see him here in New York? I saw him here in the Palladium. Okay. Fuck. I yep. was supposed to go to multiple nights, but then I had to go somewhere on for comedy business. Uh, but comedy business, comedy business. <laughs> and then I saw uh the War on Drugs at the Hollywood Bowl, like right up close. Was it the Hollywood Bowl or the what's the other one? The Greek. It was at the yes. Greek. Oh sure. Uh, and it was right up close, and they were amazing too. Just like big, like walls of sound, like kind of music. Uh, that just these songs like build up in this huge way. And, but, like, again, it's just such, such, like, white dad music. I mean, yeah. I feel like all my favorite albums this year were Girls with Guitars. Like, I'm wearing a Charlie Bliss t-shirt. Charlie for the, Bliss for the is podcast so good. We've talked about Charlie podcast the, listeners. that band. Yeah. They're so great. Yeah. But it was, like, them, Girl Pool, J-Som, Japanese. It was literally just Half-wave. all, like, sheer, like ma- sheer mag. Yeah. It was all just, like, women with guitars. But it was a great year for that kind of music, too. Exactly. I, uh, I feel no shame. But shout out to Summer Cannibals, right? Yeah. Our, our, our homie. She, uh, yeah. How do Shout out to her. Yeah, she put a solo album out this year. Am I crazy? Uh, I think she. Let me. Let's get the details on that because it'd be nice <laughs> to give her like a full shout out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a solo album. I think she did. Yeah, Jessica. Why am I blowing? I, I know her last not... <laughs> name, and I'm blowing it on her last name right now. <laughs> Listen, let's talk about how the eclipse uh, affects popular <laughs> culture. I, was gonna say, I feel like everyone's on brand for music. Like I'm white girls with guitar, or just girls with guitars. Yeah, you're 33 year old white guy music. You had a bunch of rap takes, and then you just don't have any music at all on your list. Yeah, <laughs> so. I don't. But he has music in his heart. He does. Yeah, in, it's in there. Yeah. It's in the heart. Jessica, Jessica Boudreau. In my heart. Yeah, Jessica. Jessica Boudreau. Boudreau. She put out. Yeah, she put out a uh, a solo album this year, which was really good. Um, but yeah, so 
Yeah, just white dad music. I also saw Tom Petty in one of his last concerts. Oh, at the bowl? At the bowl. Did you see that with your mom, though? I took my mom. St. Sue Carmel and I went and saw it, and it was fucking amazing. Fantastic. So it was like just very much a year of like me just like surrendering to I still listen to mostly rap, but like I'm like I got (laughs) I I liked my first Steely Dan song this year. Oh. I got into that too. I didn't know that I heard like my I heard like five songs and I was just like, what the fuck? fuck is this? I know. <laughs> I know. And then I always thought it was going to be so bad and it's, it's not. It's pretty good. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Having said that, like Selena Gomez and Harry Styles were probably my two favorite musicians this year. But anyway, so that wraps that wraps it up for us. Just to recap, Allison, <laughs> you went first and you took uh, Sexual Harassment, uh, Get Out, Call Me By Your Name, Melodrama, the Lord album, and then Female Action Heroes. Okay. David, you went second. You took Bodak Yellow, The Ball Family, 444, Beyonce's pregnancy pictures, and then that bully kid. <laughs> Sean, you went third. You took the eclipse. <laughs> I'm hiding. <laughs> Stand tall. <laughs> your pop culture, your favorite <laughs> pop culture moment of the year was when the moon <laughs> reached totality and blocked out the sun completely <laughs> on a certain path. On the earth. So, of all, like, <laughs> two things had been taken <laughs> sexual harassment and Bodak Yellow. So, everything else that had been made this year, all the art, all the culture, and you liked how the sun, how it was nighttime during the daytime for a minute. <laughs> then you all took right. The Big Sick, which was a great movie. And then the end of the Oscars, the moonlight uh, screw up at the end of the Oscars, Curb Your Enthusiasm coming back. And then Doug Jones. <laughs> Defeating Roy Moore for Jeff Sessions' vacated senatorial seat in the state of Alabama. Uh-huh. Was it your favorite song? Was it your favorite song or your favorite movie? I don't <laughs> sorry. No, I need I no. mean I need it. I need they to were learn. Fun to talk about. I need to learn. <laughs> I don't I don't learn through positive positivity. I need negative reinforcement, otherwise I won't get it. Uh, I went last and I took The Good Place and then Damn by Kendrick Lamar and then The Defiant Ones, Sign of the Times by Harry Styles and then White Dad Music. <laughs> Wait, can I now ask what the TV thing, we don't need to talk about it. Young I just Pope. Know what it was. Okay, shout out, Young oh, Pope. Fucking love Young Pope. Oh, with the kangaroo? Yeah. Well, that was part of it, yeah. Kangaroo, nuns playing soccer. Yes. Diane Keaton in a t-shirt that mentioned her virginity. So good. Young Pope Diane was Diane Keaton this, was a I didn't even realize Young Pope Jude Law dropping a baby. Year. I saw two episodes and it was so intense for it's me. It's fucking great. Paolo uh San- Paolo Sorrentino. Sorrentino. Intense, intense visuals and shit. Also, like the put well, I, I literally just anything. pre-game the Ringer holiday party by like watching the first episode again and it Young got Pope, me in the mood. It's so good. If you haven't seen Young Pope, strap in and go just watch the whole thing. You know who loves Young Pope is huh. our psychopathic friend Zach Tiscani. Oh yeah. He <laughs> right. would love the Young Pope. It is oh, he, he is tried to Pope. push it on me so hard. We'd be sitting there and he's like Young Pope? <laughs> like, I don't, that I don't should definitely had its evangelizers. My my friend Eric Thurm caught yeah. it when like so first it, it aired in like Britain and Italy yeah. like last fall I think and he like pirated it and so he just became like its champion yeah. in the United mm-hmm. States like two months before it even came out here. People it really like converts some diehards. My show of the year on my top ten. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought you were going to take it. And that's I why just, I thought I've I was going to steal it. I've talked about it so goddamn that's much. That's what I figured. I, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> and it was a, it's almost a year ago, so it's not even fresh in my mind, but it's so fucking good. Check it out. We left a lot of other good stuff on the board. Uh, what Passion Fruit by Drake. 
Run the Jewels three. I left the turnover mm. chain. Run the Jewels are the best live act I saw. They're this so year. I saw them. At, you saw them at FYF too. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing! I got Trampled. beat up in that pu- <laughs> in the mosh pit, but it was so fun. Yeah. Rigsby Bear was something I wanted to pick. Oh, oh I nice. loved it that movie. It was so 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 good. San Diego you Kid done good. Kyle I don't think anybody. Ozark was weirdly watchable. I still oh, haven't I seen it. I, everybody's been talking Shout out about to my it. colleague Chris Ryan who loves that show. I don't even I know was if not I not on the train. I don't but... even know if I like it, but I watched all of it. Is it Jason Bateman? <laughs> I, had, yeah, I hate Jason Bateman and I still I had, liked it. I had Young you Hope. I had yeah. the rest of my top three for the year, so Twin Peaks third turn and the leftovers on my short list, and I had Greta Gerwig for breaking out with Lady Bird. Oh, yeah, Those were yeah. like the ones that I left off the table. Sure. Culture by Migos came out yeah. this year. That was a good album. Did T-shirt? Did the T-shirt video come out this year? Yes, it did. Yeah. Damn, I should have picked that. No, <laughs> that shit. That was dope. I then the last thing I want to say, uh, "Bad Liar" by Selena yeah. Gomez, man. I kind of okay. I thought good. you were gonna pick that. Good. It was really good. I love that song. <laughs> and then shout out to the tweet I saw. I don't even remember who it was, but it was that somebody said E40 raps like Jello's falling out of his mouth. <laughs> 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 shit that's good right? I got all this jello on the floor <laughs> oh, this jello spilling, all right. all. <laughs> spilling all the jello spilling all the jello Wait, I got man a- <laughs> what a national treasure right <laughs> sitting courtside at fucking warriors game shout out to good tweets <laughs> See, there's the- so few of them yeah but they almost make that platform worth it. Like I've yeah, looked it, yeah, I've looked exactly. it up. Every tweet where I searched it is like so. It's like saw a tweet that someone said E40 raps like he got Jello in his mouth, and it's falling out. And then the other one, it's like still dying. It's somebody saying E40. So it's this thing where that nobody knows what the original tweet That's is. Pretty buck. They're all just like I remember when someone. Yeah. That's funny. E40 raps like he has hot Jello. <laughs> You gotta respect that he's the only one who's ever rapped like that. <laughs> rapped ever. like that, looked like that while <laughs> rapping. Wood looking, frame glasses. Looking like looking like fat black Dumbledore. I love With those it. glasses. <laughs> those glasses. He used to have a toothpick all the time. Uh-huh. 40 water, man. And he, yeah, he just has all those liquors. Oh. <laughs> so that has been that has been thank you for this is this was a long one for sure. <laughs> End of the year, you know? Marissa Marissa is is a skeleton sitting at a computer now <laughs> to that. Uh but yeah, this this is the last one of the year, but we'll have I mean we'll have another one for you next week, but this is the last one of 2017. It's been one so, of the best years of my life. One of the weirdest years of my life. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it is, you guys. This, this was the awesome. year you thought that uh, the eclipse was pop culture. That was a weird year. That Politics. was a weird yeah. year. Politics. Um, this is also the year that you thought that Chris Paul was ugly. Yeah. Weird year for you. That year's going to keep going. This is the last I 24. I'm so mad about <laughs> We want to say, I mean, thank you again. It's you know, it's just the end of the calendar year. But to all everyone who listens to our podcast, we sincerely love and appreciate you so much. We really, really do. Absolutely. It's not. It means the world to us that Seriously. you. Because we'll sit. This is just how we talk when we're sitting around bullshitting anyway. <laughs> this is what so we the fact that night. anyone wants to hear it is like amazing to us, and we really, really appreciate yes, you. Yes, hundred percent. We know you only have so much time in your week, and we love that you choose to spend some of it with us. It means the world to us. I'm getting goosebumps, man. Uh, cry- yeah, Sean's crying. Keep sending. <laughs> shout out to the subreddit. Shout out to everyone Hell on yeah. Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, yeah, shout out to all the words with friends, homies. Oh yeah. God, so me many and Sean, requests. we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do you guys have a subreddit? Yeah, we that's have a, amazing. We have a subreddit and a TV tropes page. <laughs> yeah, which is wild. If uh, you made it. Yeah, so it's we fantastic. just uh, we just love you and really and really thank you for spending time with us. Uh, if you Hell have a yeah. second, throw us a subscribe and a five star review uh, on on iTunes. iTunes on the tunes on the sure. tunes on and, the uh, tunes. Other than that, I mean, tune in again next year 
for another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything. Shaklackity. <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.